Welcome to Blood of the Void. Be sure to check us out live over on twitch.tv slash qtimes the last Monday of every month. If you enjoy the show, make sure to give us a five-star rating and check us out on social media at bloodvoidrpg on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find those handles in the description. Now on with the show, you petocks! And so we've been called back to Konosh by Bamir's sister, Carol, House of Kvek. I don't know what she wants to talk about, but as we make our way there across a long expanse of space, we encounter a Jellian ship adrift. A trap? Or something interesting to look into? Our sensors are unable to figure out what is within, so we send an away team to investigate. Commander Edage, Omek, the engineer Riek, and myself for Amyan beam over to this Rigelian freighter. There, we are surprise attacked by two of what we soon learn are Hirogen. In fact, one of them critically wounds Riek. Hearing of the danger, Kotar beams aboard, sending Riek back and rescuing the surviving Rigelian crew members. Riek, fatally wounded, calls her second, Dua telling them that they will be taking over for her in engineering and giving them the information they need to help their new crew. What happens when you have two foolish hero genes going upon my bedlath? I'll let you guess. Upon being obviously victorious, the crew waits for Dwa to beam upon the ship. They and Omek go on to decode information and find out what happened upon this vessel. The crew holds funeral rites for Riek and continues on towards Konosh. Tune in next time for the next episode of Blood of the Void on Q Times. Hi, everyone. We are back for another fresh new 2021 episode of Blood of the Void, our live play TTRPG in the Star Trek Adventures system. I'm Elisa Pearl, your Game Master. Um, goodness gracious, it's a fresh new year. So glad to be back. And uh, I'm going to ask my crew here if anyone has any announcements that they'd like to share. Oh. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I was trying to get in the very last chip there before we got started. Started. It's Hi, everybody. I do have an announcement to make. On Wednesday, over at Saving Throw Show, at 7 p.m. is the premiere of All Games, No Masters, the eight-episode uh, limited series where I and three of my friends will be playing TTRPGs designed to be played without Game Masters. So if you have been trying to put games together during this pandemic season but don't have a Game Master, this is definitely the show you want to watch because we're going to show you how maybe you don't need one. Hmm. Very cool. That's very clever. Wonderful. Okay, so check that out, everybody. And of course, follow all of our lovely crew members on, we're all on Instagram, and then most of us are also on Twitter, but definitely um, check us out, follow us. Um, yes, and before we get started, uh, we wanted to acknowledge that, um, so my personal lovely dear friend, Christina Ariel, was targeted by some shit-tastic, racist-ass people. And this, th this past week, 
And, you know, we all have dealt with toxicity in the fandom. So I wanted to just say, you know, we support you, Christina Ariel, we love you. And also thank you to our, our community, Streampunks and, you know, Blood of the Void community for not being that. Like keep up the good work of not bringing that toxicity into fandom. And, you know, the best way to, to get rid of it is to not allow it to stay in your spaces. So call it out very clearly and precisely. Don't let it slide when you hear it happening around you. And so if that's all we have before we start the game, then I think we're ready to start episode seven of Blood of the Void. You are two months into an approximately six-month journey back to your homeworld, Konosh, the Klingon homeworld. You have previously on this journey encountered a Rigelian freighter and some Hirogen that were surprisingly in this quadrant. You took them down, saved some Rigelians, and now you've been on your way. During this time, you have not really had much to do, which for Klingons can, <laughs> can sometimes be frustrating because you like to explore and conquer and fight. But we're gonna find out what exactly everyone has been up to during this time. So we start after a simple meal has taken place. You all have just finished eating. You're gathered around the table. Your onboard chef has prepared you the standard Klingon fare, your gach, your roasted targ, your rokek pie, which is actually for special occasions, but your chef is trying to keep you engaged and interested and vib vibrant during this long, tedious journey. Um, there's blood wine still being poured around the table. Everyone's just enjoying the, the waning evening. I see some blood wine. Nice. Oh, you know what I always miss? Do you guys ever get to a cave and just sit on the ledge overlooking a sunset and you watch as it drops down down and darkness overtakes you. It reminds me of when I was young and just running around uh, in secret dark caves with other young men. Those were the days, huh? Commander, I can say I have 
quite literally never done that. So what? Uh, I, I, yeah, no. Uh, I don't hang out in caves that often. Uh, you are uh, missing out. You are missing out, Kotar. Do you know what fun it is to crawl through a cave on your belly, not knowing what you're going to find on the other side, gobbling up little things that come in your way? It is a thrill, let me say. <laughs> it seems something akin to what Omek may have done. Yeah. I spent my youthful years stuck at the academy in the first city, learning the ways of the High Council. Ugh. That sounds so dull. So, so dull. Just sitting around listening to people talk at you all day? Oh, give me a battle. Give me a bug to crush between my teeth. Lest oh, we forget, no. Commander, the ways of the High Council are a constant battle within their walls. And I do not just mean words. Dueling was the requirement. It was a prerequisite to many of the other courses. Oh, Ramya, you've never told us of these battles that took place. Have you ever taken anyone down? I have been trained in a traditional necklace battle technique. Unfortunately, I did not get to use it that much within the courts until I enlisted during the Dominion War. So no politician has fallen to my hand. But perhaps there is time yet. I was hoping for a good bloody story and I feel like I'm missing that now. Omek, please, can you entertain me with some tale? Well, I myself, Captain, do enjoy a good, the mysteriousness of a cave, uh, not knowing what's inside of it. But I prefer to do it by myself, not with many men or boys around me like you. Uh, I enjoy hunting fresh targ, but what's so, what's magnificent about hunting targ is that you must wait patiently for them to come to you because if you hunt them, then their adrenal glands will, will, will let out a, a, a nasty, disgusting stench that won't make the targ most uh, pleasing to eat. So it's fun to just sit and wait. Um, if there is a cave, then, then I will usually try to burrow somewhere inside of it and patiently wait. But I, I prefer to do these things by myself. But my friend Kotar has taught me that that isn't something you should be. Well, I'm, I'm learning to relate to people, thanks to my, my dear friend. Oh, oh. Isn't that right? If I was uh, a human, I would be blushing. My, might I even say my heart would be warming. But we don't do that. Has anybody here ever done um, mushrooms of any sort. I had one when I was in a cave one time and it made me feel quite crazy. It's quite an interesting experience. Uh, yeah, things got real wavy. Uh, I was very into it. Seems like something, you know, you might have come across at some point, Omek. Yes, try hunting targ on shrooms. That's <laughs> oh. the challenge of hunting targ is already difficult within itself, but try doing it on shrooms. What a fascinating tale. Dewal, what of you? Have you been to any caves? Any cave hunting with friends or solitary? No, I can't necessarily say as I have uh, traversed any caves uh, either on my own or with any friends. Uh, not exactly my style. 
I was more um, inclined towards fording rivers. Fording rivers? Fording rivers to get to the other side? Not exactly, no. Why else would you ford a river? Well, sometimes it's simply in the challenge of seeing if you can. The mightiest rivers are a battle in and of themselves, even to step into. Not necessarily about the crossing. It's about being brave enough to make the attempt. I've been dashed on a few rocks here and there. Oh. Oh. A river. I can't say I've ever really tried to cross one. Well, here's hoping that we all die in glorious battle and never have to go on any rivers. Oh, glorious battle. Glorious battle! Oh, that we are stuck here on this long voyage. I'm reminded again of the death and doom that surrounds us at all angles. Intangible death. Oh. We could always uh, press some of our own into a few fights for sport, if only to amuse ourselves. Ah, yes, yes. We did that not too long ago, but that was a distraction of sorts. Not a real test, a real gladiator's test. Anyone who is interested, who is interested in a good fight for fun? Yes, yes, yes. I, I say we engage in this, but not, not outright. Let us try and hunt each other on this ship. I think we have. Yes, for, for two nights, let us hide as we voyage back toward Konosh and see if we can hunt each other down a little bit. Now, nothing lethal, of course. Otherwise, I will tend to both of you and knock some heads together, but I think this will be fun. This will be fun. Is there perhaps a prize we should put up? Is this an every Klingon for themselves situation? Are there teams? How do you think we go about this? There's quite a lot of us on this ship. You know, I still don't have an XO. Perhaps that will be the prize. What say you all? Is it okay for me to use my disruptor pistol and shoot one of your limbs off, possibly? <laughs> you already have an unfair advantage. Now you want to wound one of us. I slap you on the back. Come on. Have fun with the sport. Competition is about equality. Psych, it's not. Because I'm going to win. I say for this fight, blades and fists only. All right. Let us begin. And with that, your commanding officer looks around at the table at you all, taking in this information and the stakes of it. Um, at that moment, Akul, who is your ship's cook, comes over, and he is a burly, joyful Klingon. Um, he has long, long dreads that are usually down to his waist, but he because he is in the kitchen all the time, he winds them up in this beautiful kind of like twisted uh, lock frohawk 
going down his back. Um, he comes over with a tray with several bowls on it. Well, to my esteemed senior staff, I have a special treat for you all. And he plops it down. And you see in these bowls are just flayed fish, guts and all, completely raw. And Akul says, I've been holding on to these for a while. I figured it would be good to keep them fresh for a, a moment when we would need some, some energy and vivacity. So I've, they, they are just, just flayed. Uh, bowls. Dig in. Uh, I'm excited by this offer. I go up to a cool and I grab his, am I tall enough? How tall is he? He's pretty tall. He's like six two. Okay, I'm gonna stand on the table then and like make my way over, grab his head and push his forehead to mine and say, "Oh, cool! You've chosen the righteous moment when everything is at stake. Let us eat up and enjoy this feast before we hide and hunt each other." I'm eating. Kapla. 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 I have my feet up and I'm eating the fish and I go, hey, hey, uh, brother, who does your hair? Because I'm getting a little wild mane going on here and I need to have somebody. Oh, know. yes. Uh, do you know, do you know Goth? Goth is uh, uh, Beck um, in the science department. And um, honestly, Goth is so great at doing hair, like, Ghost during this time has actually set up a little bit of a barber shop. So I, I suggest you all go down, go down to um uh I'll let you know which deck which deck he's on. I think Does it's it look like I need a barber. Well, I mean you might want to shape up. I don't know. I don't know, do I you might want to shape up those edges sometimes. You look great, you look great, don't get me wrong. But uh we all need to shape up sometime or other, don't we? I feel you right, right. <laughs> yes, a cool. Ghost also gives me my perm. My power perm. Yes. I agree with Dewa. The shape up I need can be done with mine own blade. All right. Well, you don't have to go to Goth. I'm just saying, like, you know, Kotar asked, so you don't have to go to Goth. I'm feeling a little attacked because I have luxurious locks. I was asking for me. I wasn't asking for all of you. So. Yeah. If really you have really found your true vulnerability, Kotar. I have no vulnerabilities, Ramyan. Despite your stature and your musculature, a proud warrior indeed. Perhaps those locks of hair, something to worry about. I'd like to see you try. Perhaps if you should fail to win this competition, you might consider giving away locks of it in contrition. If anyone on this ship finds themselves brave enough to cut one of said locks, they are welcome to it. I don't guarantee that you won't be hurt in the process, but, uh, you know, to each their own. There's just the look that goes over Dewa's face that reads, challenge accepted. <laughs> All, All right. right. So, so with now two challenges on the table for our senior staff, what is the next step, Commander? Do you want this to start immediately or what's your time frame? 
uh, I'd like to set up some some ground rules so people aren't just slaughtering each other across the ship. Uh, ideally, no one is gonna die from this. I need all the warriors that we can get and we have a small ship as it is. I'm going to have these gallon bucket jugs of a uh, sort of a paint and you may dip your hands and blades into them to smear onto your enemies. If you are cut, if you are touched with this, you are out of the game. And since I'm, since I'm the commanding officer, I shall not take part, but rather just referee and watch it all happen. Ah, these regrets I have. It will take place at 0800 hours to begin and last for two nights. We shall see who is standing at the end of this and who is painted in blue. The most disgraceful color! Is this a hide and seek situation or a tag situation? Am oh, I trying is- to cut people or avoid detection? It is both. Let us see if you can hide in caves or attack people outright. We shall see what is the most talented skill you all have to bring to the table. And um, so to, to sum up, touch, it's basically like um, paint, paint bleed. <laughs> If you get touched by the paint, you're out. Yep. All right. Okay. This episode directed by Justin Lin. <laughs> Blood tag. Blood tag. <laughs> oh, but you do have to make them bleed. That is part of it. So paint and blood. You can't just touch someone. You have to make them bleed. Okay. But the evidence of that the blood is from this competition is that there's also paint because you could have just gotten yes, yes. some other place. Yes. Okay. I will do scientific analysis if needed, if there is contention because I am a medical officer as well. Forensic analysis of the wounds. All right. And is this to begin tonight? Uh, oh, 0800 hours. I don't know what time we keep on this ship, but that's when I say we'll begin. So 0800 is, is in the morning. So that mm-hmm. means, great. So it's about, I would say it's about 10 p.m. right now, post meal. You have the night to sleep or prepare for this competition or do anything else. What are people doing between now and 0800 hours? I feel that what I want to do is I want to get everyone together to drink and I want them to get stupid drunk so that I might maybe possibly have an advantage, but they don't know that. You didn't hear that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you do that? <laughs> yeah, I want to know no. if there's a way we can roll against this. I, I mean, like this the plan at the top is just, I'm gonna get y'all drunk. <laughs> I also can't get drunk. Just. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Omek, how do, how do you do that? Or what do other people do in response? To yeah. Go for a it. toast, my friends. 
a toast and may we all die in glory and may we all die. I heartily cheers this. I'm, I'm ready to get like dumb drunk because I'm not part of this hunt. <laughs> um, I, I do the, the, the fake sip, the like where you drink and then only a little bit comes in. Such a politician, I love it. <laughs> Ramya, uh, you appear to, you look as though you're not even drinking with us for some reason. I, I see you, what do they call it, babysitting? Your, your drink, your blood wine. Let me get you another. Here. Let us down this together. Let me remind you, Omek, that though Kotar may be the most physically skilled warrior, a tactician is currently still your second officer. That still doesn't explain you not drinking your blood wine. I shall save it for a compliment to the chef. And I send it and I uh, clap a beck to send it to the kitchen for our chef who prepared our amazing flayed fish for us. Um, you brought, I'm sorry, what did you bring to the chef? I, I had the extra blood wine ah. Omek, uh, offered me sent as the compliment to the chef. Oh, lovely. Um, you, did you bring it over yourself or? I, I had a Beck send it. Okay, great. Um, and a, a few moments later you, you hear, oh, blood wine, kapla, kapla, katlo, ra'amyan, katlo. You hear that from the kitchen as he throws it back. And I just tip my glass that way and then I smirk back at Omek. Meanwhile, what I do with the fresh fish is I grind it slowly in my hand squeezing all the oils out of it. And then I make sure that I come in physical contact with each and every one of you so that when we do play tag. No touchy. I, I grab his hand, I grab his hand. Do not touch me, fool. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday and I throw your hand away. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. And then just to... <laughs> Just to put an exclamation on the fact that I know what you're doing, I grab a giant thing of blood wine and do a handstand push-up and drink it and go, that was just to show you this is a stupid idea. And then I storm off to go find a I also get up and I say, Omek, for such one that has claimed to be a hunter, you sure do learn, know how to sneak from the front. Uh, and with that, I get up and leave. <laughs> so, uh, full so full disclosure, uh, I rolled basic because insight is my lowest stat. I actually rolled my insight security to see if I would succeed succeed against this attempt, and uh, I rolled two eights, so I got two successes. So, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's just me and Omek left in the dining hall after, and. My, Omek, first first rule, don't tell everyone what your plan is going to be as you do it. I haven't been around a lot of people like oh. 
Yeah. Targ can't listen to you, but but people can. So just try and keep it inside. Strategy. Strategy. And with that, I will drink one more shot to your success. Blood wine all around. And a few other Becks and uh, and uh, lieutenants who are still in the area. Cheers that couple up. Do I want to go to the security? Can I be in the security department now? And I want to really. All right, listen, fools. This guy, what's the barber's name? Goth. This guy, Goth, okay, is going to put fake wigs on all of you. Don't ask him any questions, just do it. He's going to put fake wigs on you. You're going to wear an outfit like me. Some of you are a little scrawny, but who cares? We'll address that situation later. And you are going to be stationed throughout this shit. None of you know where I am going to be. Just know that I know where you all will be. And you will serve as distractions for these fools who think that I'm talking specifically about Ramyan. They are better tacticians than me. Not only am I the greatest warrior in this, I am the greatest. I am Ares and Athena. You shall see my power. <laughs> and then everybody goes, hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> They have no idea why you're saying this or what's happening, but they're in. They're hoo, 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 hoo. Start singing. I want to get this in because I'm mad that this is almost the exact same idea I was going to do, but, but because I wasn't there for that, I'm going to yes, do it anyway. Absolutely. You should. Uh, I, uh, I, oh, hold, no, hold that one, hold that thought one second, because, uh, Kotar, um, I want you to actually, I want to see how well you can do this, how well these wigs are made. So you're going to need to call Goth and we're going to need to do a role for this for wig making. Perfect. What is that? <laughs> We're going to figure it out as we go, but go ahead and uh, call Goth because, um, so Goth, um, Goth is a, a Beck who usually like works the overnight shift. So Goth will be on, and, and Goth is just someone who kind of does, uh, I think I said, did I say security or engineering? Sorry. Uh, Actually, maybe I didn't say. Goth is in the engineering department and does the night shift and just kind of does low-level diagnostics, um, mops, cleans crevices, that kind of work. And uh, when Goth is not on duty, Goth has set up a barbershop in his quarters. So Goth is not on, Goth is actually about to go on duty, but you're gonna find Goth in his quarters at this moment. I want Goth to be like cleaning his tools or whatever, and I'm just standing behind him, and he doesn't realize it until he turns around and goes. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, the door is open because it's his his quarters is his business. So yes, you'd sneak up on him. He does not expect Goth is uh, a bit shorter in stature, probably like five eight. Um, so he just is totally startled by you and looks up. Oh, uh, command, uh, lieutenant. Um, yeah, uh, can I could I help you? Do you do you need a trim? Do you need a retwist? I'm really good with locks. I will need both of those, but right now is not what I require. What I require is for you to make wigs for me. 
I need as many as you can make. I don't even know how many people in the security department. That's probably bad on me. Nah, who cares? Make as many as you can, and don't ask why. And if any of the other uh, higher-ups ask you what this is about, nothing happened here. Do you understand? Oh, yeah. Word, word, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, wigs. Okay, what kind of wigs do you, what, what, uh, what do they need to look like? My hair. Oh, okay. Okay, word, word. Um, and he goes over to, uh, he goes out into the hallway and finds a replicator. And he says, okay, so, and he looks over at you, your hair, and kind of like takes these mental notes and then starts punching in some uh, things into the replicator to see if he can replicate the hair. Uh, and the wigs. So let's let's do. How about you assist him on a roll for wig making? See if he can hook this up. Um, I'm gonna have him roll. Doot, 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 doot. Um, let's see. <laughs> Engineering. <laughs> let's see. I would say control because fine motor skills and engineering. Yeah, creating things. Control and engineering, and you can. You can roll, I would say maybe like, doo -doo 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 -doo. I mean, <laughs> I well, it depends on how you would help him. How would you help him in this situation? Give him very specific details on what to do, I guess. Like make okay. it look the most believable. So then I would say reason and command. Sick. All right, so, <laughs> and I'm rolling control and engineering. One, two, yeah. Oh wait, six, oh, one, six. I didn't say the difficulty. Well, the difficulty I, was, I would say is, I would say it's one, just making some wigs. What did, what did you get? I got one success. Okay, so that's two successes. Uh, bank of momentum, everybody. Um, so Ghost has successfully punched in these, these specifications into the replicator and out come like strands and strands of luxurious Kotar locks. Ghost um, <laughs> is so quick with his handiwork as a as a uh, barber and hair extraordinaire, he is able to like work these locks into wigs very quickly um, back in his quarter. So now you have, uh, I, I think probably like 10, you're gonna need about 10 for whatever shift is on, currently on staff and security right now. Um, so you have these 10 luxurious Kotar wigs. Sure. All right, um, and then you wanna, Bring them back to security? Yeah, I want to take them back and then dole them out. All right. As you're doing that, Ra'amyan, you have also left the, the dining room. And where are you headed to enact your plan? Uh, I head back to my quarters to do the following computer search. Okay. I want all warriors who are of my rough build, not counting security staff, <laughs> and inviting them uh, to join a special Mechlet training uh, honor guard for the ship. 
Um, and so, yeah, I, as many warriors that fit that rough description. Great. Great. You do a search and there's quite, you know, this is a, uh, pretty good sized crew and you come back with about seven. There's about seven war, seven warriors on the ship and that are under that filter. Um, you reach out to them or go ahead. Yeah, I send them a message saying, um, brave warriors of the Borku, I have selected you especially for special training. In my younger years, I trained in a dual mekleth technique called Chaho Mekleth. And I wish to indoctrinate you in the beginning training sessions of it. This is a great honor. Do not be missing from this. It is in one hour. Be there. And I set up like a cargo area room, like a, or a, uh, like a training room to, to do that. Uh, I'm also um, bringing my mechlets, um, getting also extra mechlets just for, for them to have as training, and a series of masks. Cool. All right. So great. You gather all of those things. Um, and you, you even start to get some ping back, some re replies. And since you are a senior officer on this ship, everyone is absolutely, yes, yes. They absolutely want to be a part of this. Um, they jump at the chance to do this. And so you, you're heading over to the cargo bay training room to set it up. Yeah. Um, and I will leave two blades and a mask for each person. Okay. Okay, great. And while okay. that's going on, I uh, call upon a couple of ensigns to uh, go and uh, fetch me some scrap metal. Uh, metal that could be uh, molded to my body. And so they go ahead and do that because you know, there's scrap metal in the ship and uh, they start welding and uh, forming it to my slight build because I'm not that big of a guy. So they didn't have to get that much scrap metal. So they're welding it together. And I tell them that I want them to melt. Uh, I want it to match one of the panels that are in the, uh, the hull there. Okay, so you're making a camouflage armor, and let's let's have you roll for this along with your um, your Bex, and I will let's say so. This is okay. Camouflage armor. It's probably. I mean, mm -hmm -hmm. let's make it difficulty one. What? Let's make a difficulty too, because this is supposed to be stealth, stealthy. Difficulty two, and um, your becks are gonna roll. I'm just gonna do one roll for all of them, and it'll probably be the same. Control engineering. And how would you like to assist them, or would you like to? You're having them build it, or what's? The I mean, strategy? I want. I, I'm going to, I'm going to help them because I mean, I'm going to be there to like, you know, cause they need it to, to form my body. So I'm going to, I'm essentially like the live mold. Um, mm -hmm. 
but uh, yeah, hopefully they can do it. Okay. So you're helping them with uh, just kind of uh, guiding them through. So I, I, yeah, I would probably say a reason command for this as well. Um, or a uh, reason command. I would also say maybe reason security. If you're giving them specifics on how to make it look more like the walls of the ship, your choice. Reason security is good. Okay. All right, let's do this roll. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. I got two. How many did you get? Two. All right. Bank, uh, two momentum. And uh, yeah, that was very successful. So you, uh, at the end of it, takes probably like 45 minutes to an hour to for them to build this on your body. And at the end of it, you go over and stand next to a wall and you are, it's, if, if someone's just walking by, they will not, they won't notice you. They probably won't notice you. They would have to be either very alert or looking for you. Okay. Dua, what do you do after dinner? Um, Dua kind of makes a point of sort of carrying on as usual. Um, they go in and check in on engineering, make sure everything is running the way it should be. Uh, they have a conversation with their second, uh, let them know that for the next few days, they might be slightly scarce and that they have, uh, they have the, they have the, uh, the warp, they have the engineering room. And then, uh, they, they head towards their quarters, uh, you know, like I said, carrying on as usual, getting ready for bed, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, uh, they are going to pull out a panel in the side of their bedroom wall that is going, that will, uh, give them access to a corridor large enough to that for them to squeeze into, because if there's anybody who knows this ship, like the back of their hand, it's its chief engineer. Mm -hmm. And this is a hall a hallway you said? I mean, uh, like, basically, like, probably, you know, like, one of those conduits that are in your room that, like, you know, there's usually probably going to be some sort of crawl space behind it in case any anything ever really goes wrong. You need to really get down in the guts of something. Mm -hmm. um, so they basically... It travels, it travels right. to other parts of the ship? Yeah, yeah, yeah something like okay. that. Basically crawl spaces within the walls, essentially. Um, Great. And, okay. You, and you, the why uh so you go into the this crawl space and then where what do you do i don't think that they go in right away i think they do actually you know get a good night's rest like they actually oh, okay. sleep. like mm -hmm. they they get some sleep they wake themselves up a little bit early in the morning they make sure they have a good breakfast they like strap on a couple of bottles of water make sure they're prepared some rations actually no rations no food of any kind just water okay um and then uh, they they open up the panel, crawl inside, close it behind them, and that's it. <laughs> All right. The the uh, the phone the phone call is coming from inside the house. Is how we're playing this. <laughs> All right. That's, great. that's everyone, right? 
Um, I'm, I'm curious, as like the captain or commanding officer of the ship, do do I have the ability to like see everyone on monitors of some sort and like see what they're doing? You can absolutely set up some type of tracking system okay. so that you can watch them, you know, track their movements throughout the ship. All right, I, that's what I'm gonna be doing this whole time is gonna be hanging out my quarters and like I got a video plugged into everyone watching their different strategies. And I'm gonna be hanging out with my battle shrimp and my cat tack. And I'm just gonna be eating some salted egg fish skins and just like hanging out, watching this bloodbath occur and just relaxing with some blood wine is what I'm doing throughout all this. Wonderful. And you know what? I will have you do just a difficulty zero roll to set up this security system. It's gonna be super easy. If you want to, you can roll for it and see if you get more momentum for your, yeah. for your people to use during this competition. All right, um, to set up the security, um, this is just gonna be like a command roll because you're telling people to set it up for you uh, unless you really wanna do it yourself. Uh, command roll? Mm -hmm. Command and what? I would say uh, presence command. Presence command, all right. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Yeah, that's uh, two successes. Oh. Okay, great. So bank two more momentum. Are you full up now? Probably full up, close to it. One more? Uh, okay. One more. Okay, so you have some momentum to work with. And all right, so you all, uh, and so Ramian, you have your training the night before with your- Yes, and part of that training is uh, the following. I do I do give them actual mechlet training, mm -hmm. um, but as part of the ceremony, everyone must shave their head. <laughs> Everyone must, must wear these masks for the week. Um, and they're given orders because um, this is special training that if they run into any one of the other senior officers to um, acknowledge them and then leave. Okay. Um, do you tell them about the paint and the blades or anything? Um, I let them know that there may be paint and blades happening. I actually, I let them know that other, um, uh, you can acknowledge them and then leave, but they may be testing you uh, to see how good your combat is. <laughs> Great. And then after that, uh, upon the evening before the next morning, uh, I change into the same mask and um, and outfit, but I do take off my rank epaulets uh, and just uh, wear a plain Bex uniform. Mm-hmm, great. Okay. And uh, Kotar, uh, so you put the wigs on your security folks. I gave them all the wigs, and while they are doing the wig thing, I also, once they put on their wigs, I had them construct a room, like in Us in Enter the Dragon like one of those mirror rooms. <laughs> so <laughs> it looks like there's this a thousand, like there's angles, so it looks like it's everywhere. And then I also make everybody be equipped with a blade and paint. And there's paint underneath their things. <laughs> there's paint underneath everybody's uh, garb. They're all dressed like me, but there's paint underneath the armor part and they all have blades and there's that giant room, and then I climb up somewhere and I go into a vault of meditation while I wait. 
You don't need to be more climbed. I just climb up somewhere and I'm meditating. There's a catwalk. So there's a catwalk along the edge of the ship that you could climb up and sit up there and meditate. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the next morning dawns and it is just before 0800 hours. Your commander is in her quarters watching the various video feeds. <laughs> you also um, have it like a proximity map. So you have the video feeds on each of them uh, on different parts of the ship. So you can kind of see someone enter one part of the ship and then go through and then they're on another feed. And then you also have a proximity map so that of the ship so that you can see where Dua is in relation to Kotar and et cetera. So you can see where they all have, have started their journeys. All right. Well, we have two people who are kind of hiding in place. <laughs> and two others who, oh, actually three people who are <laughs> kind of hiding. Um, who, how do you spend this first part of the, of this competition? Is everyone just hiding? <laughs> Is everyone uh, just hiding? <laughs> I send a message to Omek saying, uh, remember, only one person on this vessel has Vulcan life signs. Oh, crafty. I send everybody in my wig to go stab anybody with the paint knives that looks like, has a mask on and looks like Ramyon's people. And then I have two people in my department go hunt the other two. I'm like, and then I'm just waiting. Okay, so about eight of your people are looking for a Ra, looking for Ra'amyan, basically. They probably don't know about the mask no. yet, unless, I don't know. Anybody in his apartment. I'm like, all other departments, stab anybody you see. <laughs> don't kill them, but stab them. And paint them once you do it. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't um, clarified as to where in the ship I was, but I, I feel like I'm in the bridge, like the area that like in the middle where like things, you know, you have, if you want to get to the back of the ship or the front of the ship, you have to go through that particular area. So it's going to yeah. be a high traffic area. Great. So yeah, there is, so there's the bridge in the, like the head of the bird of prey. And then there's that long corridor, the neck. So that you're hanging out in the neck. Yes. All right. Yes. Um, I, I have a question. Does the general ship know what's going on? This that's, is that's up to you. Yeah, you can tell, yeah. you can tell them. Yeah. So I think like the senior officers, they've all put their plans in place. Uh, I'm gonna get up, go to the bridge, and see that nobody's there. And I'm gonna be, you know what? I'm gonna press like uh, general comms to the entire ship, and I'm basically gonna blast to everyone. Hey, there is a huge competition going on right now among senior staff to see who's going to be XO. So whoever comes out on top is going to be the winner. Uh, so find your allegiance to whoever that might be. Good luck. Just know that there's some craftiness going around. Whoever is untouched by blue plate and blood at the end is going to be second command. So have fun. So with that, throughout the ship, there is just this rumble of excitement. So in the bowels of engineering, in, uh, in the like warp core, in uh, just all parts of the ship, 
people are all of a sudden very excited and starting to actually like take bets and bet fresh guck and bet their blades and and things like that uh oh my money my money's on kotar my money's on oh my god i don't know the amyan mm, the wah you know everyone's just kind of like throwing in for their favorite for for who will win this okay do you go back to your quarters um uh, actually, after I make that announcement, I'm going to go to the watering hole that the Lois Becks hang out at. Uh, I'm going to try and slap on some a wig of someone. <laughs> What's all these wigs? <laughs> and just try and blend in and just be like, hey, what's up, everyone? How's it I, going? I, wanna, I want you to roll to see if... If I blend in with I, Lois Becks. Yeah, I have a hard time believing your Becks. The commanding would officer. The commanding officer in a wig. Can you get <laughs> I don't know what's going on with a lower deck. Like, what am I rolling for? Okay, so um, uh, it's, let's make this a contested roll. Uh, difficulty three. Oh, like, you're their commanding officer. And yes, a wig, but like a wig, to, you know. Um, difficulty three, uh, you can roll, let's see, where? <laughs> I mean, maybe presence, cause you're, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Presence. Presence command. I mean, telling them not to recognize you. <laughs> I would say more like presence security, cause it's kind of like a stealth. Okay, presence <laughs> And then theirs would be insight. Oh boy. Insight security. No. Oh, I got, oh. So I got two successes. Oof, they did not do well. You okay? Well, <laughs> it's a good win because <laughs> um, you both failed, but you you failed less than them. So what happens is you walk into um, this cargo bay that hasn't, it's not really used for anything else. So some of the Becks have gotten permission from you to turn it into a bit of a hangout, like a lounge, um, like a freshman lounge, if you had those kind of things in high school. Uh, so you walk into this freshman Beck lounge wearing, what, what does your wig look like? Um, you know what? I, I found some scraps from Goth. I like passed by his chambers and I found some like random locks that I kind of fashioned into, I fashioned into a wig. I also made some scraps into a mustache and beard to try and pass myself off as a Beck. So with those, I kind of like, um, I borrowed some gel and just matted everything onto my head and oh. face. And I'm just like, hey, what's up dudes? Ready to watch this play out? Woo! So there was about 12 Becks in here at this time. They all turn and they look and you can see in their eyes, they know exactly who you are, but they're not saying anything. Okay. Uh, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, you know, be like, hey, commander, they're playing along basically. So they look and they say, oh, yeah, come, come and join us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna stroke my beard that I've made and be like, "All right, let's 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 watch this play out." All right. So there's a makeshift uh, similar to well, they won't have access to the the all the cameras and things that you had, but there is a makeshift tracking. They've figured out how to track like the life signs of these four officers. 
so they have a proximity uh, thing. You, you, you're welcome to also give them access to other stuff too, if you want. Oh yeah, uh, and we'll see. I'm just happy to hang out and see how this is gonna play out. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> Hello, teenagers. <laughs> Great, okay, all right. So it is, yep. Uh, so, okay, I believe the, the next thing that we have happening, so that's where Omek is. Um, I'm getting bored. I've been so here for 12 hours just lying against this wall. Did you go there after dinner direct? After your armor was made, you've just been hanging out there in that? In yeah, that, just kind of hanging out, lying meditating. Hmm? You say they're overnight? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. But I don't see anybody i don't see anyone no. so this is like testing my patience so actually what i want to do is i want to go to the warp core and i want to see one of those engineering becks and tell them to go and summon the wall for me because i have a question regarding this okay i don't understand what it is you yes. know what? let's do this because now this is sort of a combat situation but not quite I'm gonna, let's have it be, there's rounds. We're gonna make rounds. So everyone gets a turn to do something and then we'll loop back and back. Um, how about we roll for the order? So Omek, hold on to that idea. Um, let's say the lowest, just take 1d20, roll it. Whoever gets the lowest goes first, etc. Next lowest second. And if there's a tie, we'll roll that off too. I got 11. All right, where's my pen? Oh, there it is. What'd you get, Kotar? Seven. Okay, seven, 11. Amyan? 20. Oh, okay. <laughs> going last, Amyan. And two, all right. So we have. No. It was a D20, not a D6. D20. Roll I rolled a D20. I rolled a two. I'm messing <laughs> Okay. So we have Dua with a two. Um, Kotar had a seven. And Omek had an 11. And then Ra'amya, I'm bringing up the rear. It's not a bad thing. Just saying. Okay. Dua, you have the first move. What would you like to do? So Dewa has been, has actually kind of been getting work done while they've been like crawling around in these spaces. Like there's been a lot of things that have need repairing. And so this is kind of doubling up as an opportunity to kind of like fix things. So there, I think there's a part in that's only almost forgotten that there's a competition going on because once they see the first thing that they can fix, they just, it's just sort of starts to cascade from there. Like they have no interest in leaving this crawl space. They just want to start fixing things. And like, we're way backed up. Like who knows how many things have just sort of been left to like, you know, not, not that our previous uh, chief of engineering was bad, but there was a lot going on all the time. You could only do so much. It's a big um, ship. There's always a lot to do on a big ship. So yeah, I think, I think that Dewa's first move is legitimately just oh, that looks like it needs fixing. And just like starts doing repairs. It's like, I might as well get work done while I'm in here. If I'm okay. going to be crawling around in the, in the crawl spaces, even if I day, at least I got work done. I won't feel like I wasted the time. Great. Well, um, that's great. 
I will have, I'm looking, okay, so when I look down, by the way, I have this wonderful book called Klingon Bird of Prey Owner's Workshop Manual. Oh, you can't Ooh. see the green screen. Okay, never mind. But I have this technical manual of the the ship. Oh man, you just cannot see that, huh? That sucks. So oh, weird. It's a it's basically a layout of the ship. Oh, cool. So I'm gonna try to use this as a guide to where everyone is. Um, Dwight, let's say your quarter your, your quarters are on deck four. Okay. Um, boop, boop, boop. Yeah, deck four. The bridge, by the way, is there's six decks on this ship. I'll try to keep this simple because it's not going to help us to try to use this like to to the detail. It's going to just get too complicated. Um, from let's see, the bridge is on. Oh yeah, bridge is on deck five, and then. There's lower levels underneath the bridge, which are like access panels, torpedo bays, computer core underneath the bridge. Um, that corridor that Omek is in is on deck 5L. So there's like a slightly lower, like 5.5, 5L deck just outside the bridge. Um, but yeah, so. You can also ask me questions about where stuff is, and we can, you know, we can just play it by ear. So, Dua, your quarters are on deck four. Uh, the bridge is the deck above and in front of you, to the front of the ship. Okay. You're kind of on the shoulder of the bird of prey, if you think about it that way. You're like right on that yeah. little corner. Sounds good. I think that there are probably, I think that they would probably have like started by making their way up kind of towards the bridge. Like the closer you are to danger, the further you are you away from harm, that kind of deal. And so they, they head up that away. And like, I think that part of them, like I said, is just like, maybe the first couple of hours they're crawling around and they're like, you know, gotta, gotta keep moving, gotta stay away. And then yeah, it's like, doing little tinkerings. work. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to do is, you're, okay. While you're, I'm not going to make you roll for the work, <laughs> but I will not be. <laughs> well, I, I do want you to roll to see if you make a lot of noise while you're doing the work. That's because fair. if you make some tinkering sounds, People, other people in the competition might hear it, especially Mr. Omek, because he's standing on a wall, listening and stealthy. And maybe even, actually anyone could hear, but okay. That's fine. What am I rolling here? Okay, for stealthy, definitely security. Mm -hmm. Not a great stat for me, but we'll see okay. how we do. I mean, maybe like control security? Yeah, control okay. security. And cool. difficulty, because you're trying to be quiet and you said you might forget a little bit here and there. Let's say difficulty two. Cool. Uh, I'm going to use a momentum to buy a die. Great. Uh, so I'm really lucky because I rolled a natural quit crit, which gave me the two successes that I needed. Great. Wonderful. Did you get any on top of that? Okay. So you met your two uh, successes. So you are able to, uh, you're making your way towards the bridge, seeing things to fix and polish and repair on your way there and tighten things. And you're able to do this quietly enough that you're not detected by your other combatants. Okay. 
Next up, Kotar. You're in the catwalk meditating. Are you still, were you still there in the morning? Yeah, because uh, we're going to lean into the Vulcan parts of me right now for everything I'm about to do right now. In that meditation, I was sitting and getting closer, and I was breathing slower, and we don't need to sleep as much. And so I'm just listening. I'm using the full extent of my hearing, real type stuff. I'm using my telepathic little tendencies. Not all of it. I'm not full mind melding, but I am picking up on, you know, the gist of anybody who comes in my bubble. Okay. And I was smelling anything that comes near to me. So I'm basically just making a little radius for myself. And I have one of my um, security people who's basically the runner. He's communicating with everybody. And that's my little telepathic I get whenever after everybody uh checks in with him be like we did this and we did that mm -hmm. he's close to me he's the one in that mirror room so I get all the bounce back and feedback so okay. so you can uh do you have mind meld as a uh one of your skills I was saving it for when we do the level up uh ah he told me to do nerve pinch instead of mind meld so that's I, right okay well, but you still do have some like latent telepathic yes. uh, abilities. Yeah. Have you ever rolled for that? Um, I've only done for the nerve pinch. That's the only Vulcan thing I've ever rolled for. All right. Let's 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 figure out a telepathic role to see what you pick up from your scout. You're a scout manager, the manager of the scouts. Let's see. Doo -doo -doo. Okay. I want to say either insight or control, or it could even be reason because that's mental acuity. Um, so for attributes, yeah, control, control, insight, reason, one of those. And then for discipline, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe command? What are your thoughts on this? I, I thought you were gonna say command. I guess, cause it's what I'm relaying a message to. I mean, see, and that's not even me being a, trying to cheat. Like I was the security if I it's was security. <laughs> like, I feel like command makes the most sense. Okay, uh, let's say, Let's say reason command. Okay. And the difficulty, oh, difficulty will be two. Oh, you love to see it. I got a two off top. Ooh. <laughs> it. Uh, you got a two or two successes? I got a two. I got a two. So I got Great. a two off top. You using any focuses? Uh, any telepathic or mental strength? Composure? Can I use composure for this? I'll allow it. Sick. Well, I'm going to use composure for it. Okay, so you got your two successes total? Yes. All right, you got your two. Uh, so you in your meditation you send out some mental energy towards your scout manager who's in the mirror room and who has been um having other fake kotars report back to her let's say her 
report sure. back to her in the mirror room. And what you get is number one, they they haven't really picked up on any movement from the other combatants yet, but they have reason to believe that they need to look more closely because people are clearly hiding. So they're gonna start looking in nooks and corners and crannies because no one has been just out in the open looking for trouble yet. Wunderbar. Okay, that was Kotar. Omek. Yes, um, I'm still lying in wait, uh, but I actually wanna change my plan seeing as how you guys already know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> um, I actually uh, go to a replicator if I can, and then I replicate a few tribbles, and I just let them multiply like crazy. And because they are, well, that's a security breach, correct? So Yo. then, Y'all, I think we all thought Omek was like chill and sweet. Omek is intense, okay? <laughs> Point of order, you can't replicate life. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, damn. Okay, all right, my bad. Uh, He's doing the most. If that's the case, then forget Star Trek. I have the force powers. What is this? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm trying to win, y'all. I'm trying to win, clearly. <laughs> Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I can't replicate life. Can I do like a non-living triple? You <laughs> like a fake triple? Yeah. Absolutely. Like like this, you mean? Wait, where's my triple? Like this? Just replicate yeah. thousands of them. Is that okay? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to do that. And then I'm just going to let them kind of like just pile up along the replicator. Okay, these, so they're, since they're not actually living triples, they're literally just going to be, you replicate however many you replicate, and that's it. They're not going to obviously, you know, multiply, yeah. things like that. How many are you replicating? Uh, as many as the replicator can. I mean, I, I essentially just, I want to cause um, someone to come along and be like, what are these triples doing here? So. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think How it's a security problem, you know? enemies of the Klingon Empire. <laughs> I'm fine. Oh they are an ecological menace. <laughs> I know. That's I'm trying to I'm trying to bring secure security. We need some security from these guys, right? So I'm trying to draw this dude out. Not know? during a competition, fool. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I'm watching this in that like room with a Bex and watching Omek basically make a ton of stuffed animals just for <laughs> the replicators. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, interesting. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is gonna be an easy roll, but I want to see how how this goes. So I'm gonna have you roll difficulty zero because you're just replicating something, but how you roll is gonna. <laughs> Decide how this looks, basically. Um, replicating. Uh -huh. I mean, let's see. I would say <laughs> daring is quick thinking. So you could do daring engineering, using the replicator as engineering. Daring engineering. Daring engineering, you got it. Ah. 
one success. Uh, how much did I say the difficulty? No, it's a zero. Okay, so you got one success. So you passed. It. Oh, I, my bad. I'm sorry. I should <laughs> only do it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wait, no, sorry. You rolled two d20s. Mm-hmm. And you got one success. Yes. Great. Then you hit oh. it. Okay. There's basically a bunch of beanie babies just chilling by the replicator. All right. So you, yeah, you're able to successfully replicate like a couple hundred. And the only reason you can't do more is because the replicator is smart enough. It has software in it to say, <laughs> I need to be available for other stuff. So it kind of just caps how many you can replicate at this time. Okay. Yes, and it's, as it's doing that, I actually uh, find another spot near the replicator so that I can lie in wait. Okay, and so the, do you just leave them in the replicator, like around in the hallway? Okay, so there's just this hallway that has like a couple hundred fake tribbles spilling out of the replicator and onto the floor and all over. And uh, where whereabouts in the ship did you start? Or where... Just so we can. I was in the bridge. I believe I was on the oh, fifth right. floor. Okay, so you're near there still. You stay in that area. All right. So let's say this is a hall replicator. Um, probably. Let's see. Just inside the body of the ship. There's a tactical. Oh, perfect. There's a tactical conference room that's at the end of that hallway leading back to the ship. So let's say you're, you come back through that conference room and you're in a hallway there. So you're kind of like here on the, the bird of prey, like where the heart is, but like, actually we're more like where the top of the collarbone is. Make sense? Okay. So you and Dua are kind of getting closer, by the way, just FYI. Is there any way for me when I'm replicating it to replicate the smell of these guys? Uh, well, you already did the roll. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. All On right. your next turn, if you want to try to do that, you can. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we have Ra'amyan. So first to start, <clears throat> those of us that are actually participating, do any of us actually know where the other people are? <clears throat> As of right now, no. Okay. But um. You can figure out ways to do that. You all have, you know, it wasn't in the rules not to tap into the ship systems. <coughs> I'm going to, um, A, tell all of my honor guard that they should also be traveling in groups, uh, including, including making sure that one or two are always with me. Mm-hmm. And then with the group that I'm with, I make my way to the bridge to do start doing scans of where people are. Okay, so <coughs> your honor guard. Um, not to say everyone should be together, but everyone should be in groups. Like, mm -hmm. So it's not all everyone, but there should always be like two or three of us at a time. Okay, so there's, I think we said there were seven plus you, so that's eight. So that's probably like mm -hmm. four groups of two, maybe? Yeah, let's do that. Four okay. pairs. Four pairs. So traveling pairs, and you're heading to the bridge. Yes. Would you like to do anything on the way to the bridge? <coughs> um, because can I'll, I persuade one of the other people to just make a move? Like, can I use that as a role instead of just role playing it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's let's do it. 
Um, can I do it to two people at a time, or is it just a one at a time thing? I would say one at a time, and it's going to be a contested roll, so, you know. <laughs> All right, first I'll do, well, you, you can tell me how many I can do. I'll first, um, on my way to the bridge, message uh, Omek. Mm-hmm. You're, I would say for, for your turn, just pick, yeah, pick one person. Yeah, then Omek first. Okay. All right, Omek. <clears throat> uh, and uh, as a persuasion role, I say, Omek. Any one of us would make a fine first officer, but let us face it, in a one-on-one combat situation, Kotar will be the one that clinches the role. Let us not give him that advantage. Any surprise you can do, anything you can use your brilliant hunter and scientific mind for that will give you the initiative instead of merely sitting back, because sitting back only favors Kotar. Striking first when he does not expect it is a true hunter's way. Are you trying to have an alliance, Ramyan? Are you saying that I'm merely stating the fact that Hmm. the rest of us could have equal chances against each other? Any one of us one on one against Kotar in plain battle is likely to lose without even a drop of sweat falling from his muscled figure. Perhaps using... Perhaps creating an advantage and striking him first would be a good good idea. Well, I'm trying to draw him out. Don't you see all these tribbles on the floor here? Look at them. They're disgusting. Have I passed tribbles at all? (laughs) Aren't you on the bridge? Well, you're... Let's see. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, you're heading to the bridge, so let's say, yeah, you run into the triples. I was wondering what they were. I was afraid some of our younger Becks were not able to sleep without their stuffies. I would never want to sleep with these. They smell awful. They do smell like agricultural chaos. Words to think about as I would like to roll to see if he, if it actually makes him want to do anything or if he's like, basically the, the intent of the role is to make him actually take action instead of wait for him, some, someone to come to uh, Kodar to come to him. Okay. Um, let's do for you, Ramyan straight presence command. Uh, uh, I would like to also burn three uh, momentum <laughs> so I can get uh, four rolls total to do it. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? What? No fucking way! <laughs> it's. I mean, it's a shared pool, so I think it's up to. Damn. <laughs> you don't have. You don't have a value you can burn that you can just get a nap like a just a, a crit. Oh, I use all the moments to, to do your scheme. Shared momentum pool. It's the true. player is just a tactician as the as the character. And I do also have a focus in persuasion. Okay. So, um, so what's, yeah, what are you, what are you burning on this? Uh, three to get two extra dice. Wait, do we all have to agree oh. to momentum? No. Or <laughs> I mean, that, there's no hard and fast rule about it. So I think it's just what, what we're comfortable with, what the group is. By the way, if I succeed a lot, you all get the momentum back. That's a good point. That's a good point. 
No, you're trying to use your persuasion right now. Miss me with that. No, no, You've already already persuaded me, Ramyan. (laughs) You've already persuaded me. Let us let us hunt Kotar. Oh. Oh, okay. You Omek, are you You get to save the momentum? You're down? Yes and. Yes and. Don't need to roll then. Yes and. All right, cool. So you don't need to roll on this. Omek, yeah, Omek is down. Okay. So Ra'amyan, you're See, now- The best part of this is that now the two of them get to take that all of that momentum together as opposed to splitting it up between one or the other. <laughs> Good luck, Chris. <laughs> Cowards. <laughs> so Ra'amyan, you're heading, you're heading over to the bridge and you're like, so uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. Omek is here. Top of the collarbone. Ra'amyan, you're heading up from the heart, so from the center up. And you're, so you two are about to encounter one another. And we can do that on uh, Omek's next, uh, next move. Okay. Um, next round. We're back at the top with Dwa. Dwa, you've been in the, the walls of the ship, the hull of the ship fixing things as you go stealthily, not, not making too many clanking noise, not detected so far. Uh, I actually want to do a roll to see whether or not I could hear the nearby ex- nearby-ish exchange happening over comms. Um, uh, I'm, I'm just curious as to whether mm-hmm. or not I'm, I'm, cl- I'm within proximity. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, go ahead and roll um insight i mean just insight command maybe insight command it's kind of a i have a i have a focus and investigation just so oh great yeah but i only got one success okay uh, I didn't say the dif- the difficulty. Yeah, was I apologize. No, it's okay. The difficulty was going to be one because okay. it's not that hard. You're just kind of listening out, and it, uh, so you got that one success. Um, sorry, per- I'm just taking notes here. Okay, you got that one success. So yes, you are. Like I said, you're in the shoulder here mm-hmm. of the ship. And Omek is here. So you would have heard him speaking out loud in response to the Amyan on comms. You wouldn't have heard Omek's side of the conversation. So just imagine you heard Omek saying, I'm in, I'm convinced. I, I think he did say the Amyan's name out loud. So you, you can probably put two and two together that they're now working together. Huh. Oh yeah, there was a thing I was supposed to be doing. Hmm. And uh, uh, is going to start shimmying in the direction of Omek. Okay. You're, you're quite close to him now. So I'm going to say that, you know, you heard him, you go towards him and you're there. Do you okay. like to do more thing? Uh, does there appear to be like a panel, like kind of nearish, like, uh, it, like behind him that I could maybe pop open? All right. So 
So there's escape pod chutes. So when you come out of the like outer hull, like you're in the, um, the, the wall of the ship, you come into these, this escape pod chute room. And on the other side of that room is a corridor where, where Omek is standing. So you could cool. just come through the door basically. Cool. Yeah. This is a stupid idea, but uh, I know what my character's values are. So I think um, I think um, I think I'm going to take a shot at him. Okay. With well, remember this is a blades only blades. Yeah. And so I believe they would have packed themselves a dick talk, you know, okay. on like carrying a, one of the packs of paint with them. Uh, mm -hmm. They go ahead and they wet their blade, uh, and then yeah, they're gonna try and come up behind him and slap, get him across the back. Okay, all right. Let me think for a second because you're so you're trying to get through the door and take us. Uh, yeah, I'm ambushing him essentially. Yeah, I'm an attempt to ambush him anyway. I'm just trying to figure out if that's all one roll or if. I there's two, two, two different steps to that. Um, I feel like there would be a stealth and then there would be, yeah, and then there would be the attack. Right. So. That's what I'm thinking too. Uh, let's have you do the stealth part of that. Question though, can they see me? Because I am in the wall with my metal on. Like I'm, a, I'm camouflaged, man. So they are up you. against the wall. I am in the walls. They heard you, but yeah, there's no telling what they'll see when they open the door. So actually, that's that's another good point. Um, let me sorry, let me. Think I have about no that. idea what I'm about to go, go into. So it's you're, very yeah, you're stealthing. Okay, let's make this a stealth roll to see if you are, you open the door and are detected by Omic. Let's okay. start there, and then we'll and then we'll see because then we'll go yeah. from there. Yeah, <laughs> there's many layers here. All right, so. Um, for stealth, we did control security earlier. So let's do stealth, uh, control security again. Cool. Um, and I mean, since this involves Omic, I'm inclined to make this an opposed role. That, that's fine with me. Uh, also the difficulty, you're just opening a door, but you're trying to do it stealthily to someone who's probably standing right there. Let's make it difficulty two. Okay. And then Omek, go ahead and roll insight, insight command. It's just perception. Do you perceive something strange about this door opening next to you? No difficulty? Difficulty two. Oh. So for the opposed roll, remember, uh, you both could fail it <laughs> or you both could succeed it. It's just a matter of who gets more successes. If you both fail it, then you both fail and we have something funny happen, but. Yeah. I only rolled one success. I failed. Okay, so you failed it. <laughs> so oh my, my total's 10 and I have a 10 and a six. So that's two successes, right? So you do detect, yes, you succeed. You do, something pings for you. You're a hunter also. So you can pick up the, you know, the movement of whoever's fish that we were <laughs> eating on last night. 
you, you okay we can say it that way like you smell the 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 faint scent of the fish from last night on doa mm -hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna um actually pause there and take our break and come back with kotar's move so uh, stay tuned, folks. We'll be back in 10 minutes to see what happens next in our shipwide hunt among the senior officers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Blood of the Void, Battle Royale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we're oh. picking back up. Yeah, I just want to interrupt before we go on for the rest of the crew. I just want to quick update what the captain is doing, um, hanging out with all the Becks in the lounge. Uh, we're having a pizza party at this point. I've asked a cool to make a pizza. Um, I've used a batleth as a way to just slice everything efficiently. A batleth is a tool to get things done. It's not a sacred weapon to me, it's a tool. So that's what we're doing down in the lounge. Uh, we've also decided to break out more blood wine and I've brought out a round of durians, which if you don't know what a durian is, it's a very large spiky fruit. And uh, we're having also like our own personal contest where we're trying to break them over each other's heads to open them. So we're just kind of seeing who can stand up to it. It's a very low level <laughs> battle royale of durians. <laughs> and once we get it open, we're just going to eat this incredibly stinky, smelly fruit. It smells like a corpse slash garlic custard. It's delicious. Uh, half the bags don't like it. And I'm just kind of egging them on to eat it. So that's what I am doing while all of this is taking place. As long as you got sliced gawk on that pizza. Yeah, you sprinkle it on on top after you slice it. Yeah, that actually sounds good. How, why does that sound so good? Great. <laughs> so that's what your command your commander is doing. Um, so now we pick back up with the the battle royale for the first officer position. Kotar, it was your move. You have a little bit of info that just there's a lot of stealth happening. What what would how you much, like to do? How much momentum do we have? Four. It's everybody teaming up on me. I should use all of it. But um, I want to, I have eight people in wigs. I want to send six of them to the bridge and I want to tell them to attack whatever is in there. And I want... Um, you have eight, you have 10 total. I have 10 total? Yeah. Then yeah, even more so. I want six to attack the bridge. I want one outside the door to laugh at them in my voice, and then I want him to run away when they respond. Okay, by attack the bridge. Anything that's in there, cut them and put paint on them. <laughs> I want to tell the uh, my guard who's sitting down way, uh, closest to me, I want to tell her to tell everybody who's in my, the security department to do that. Okay. Okay. Um, Go in the bridge, kamikaze style, and attack whatever is in there. Okay. I'm just thinking about- active duty crew who are just like pushing buttons to make sure the ship's flying. If it's in there, it gets cut. <laughs> I'm also thinking, the reason why I'm kind of hesitating is because I'm thinking about Edage and her rules for this competition. Does it count if you get one of your fellow senior officers 
not yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like if one of your, if, if either Amyan's honor guard or Kotar's lookalikes get mm-hmm. someone with their paint, does that count? Yeah. It's representative of a senior crew. Okay. Uh, when I made this announcement, it was to see who the ship would most rally behind as a second command, uh, because or I would have to support whoever is going to be in line after me. So that's why I want to get the whole ship in on this too. Okay. Well, great. Thank you. That answers my question. Okay. So you are attacking the bridge and whoever's in there. Um, now we do have uh, Ra'amyan, Omek, and now about to come out of this door, Dua, who are near the bridge, on the way to the bridge. So let's say you're six, uh, you have six of them attacking the, the bridge? Yes. Okay, so your six have a, are all gathering. Let's say, boop, 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 boop. Or, Entry. or, can I have them go in there with the intent to kill whoever is in there, but they oh. want to lock it down, and so it's either not kill, that was strong, but okay. you know, <laughs> you know, prone to, prone to too much. Um, I just like, something. What? You're, uh, to enter the deck, that's on deck, sorry, to enter the bridge, you have to be on deck five, and... Ra'amyan, Omek, and Dua are on deck four. So, uh, but that doesn't mean your lookalikes can be all over the bridge, but they're going to have to go up to deck four. I'm sorry, to deck five, which is below deck four. Well, then on their way, if they bump into them, all the better. Okay, so how about this? And then meet them? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to have you do... I'm going to say... Let's just say you're a security officer. You're uh, you're the chief security officer. You have the ones who make it to the bridge on different decks, not deck four, successfully shut down the bridge and secure it for you. You don't have to roll for that. That's easy for you to command them to do. I want you to roll to see if your lookalikes come across the other three people in this competition. Wunderbar. Okay, so... So let's have this be, I'm feeling some security, um, but also keep in mind, Ra'amyan is on his, on his way there. Omek is still stealthily against the wall and Dewa is just on the other, like on the inside of this doorway. They've opened the doorway, but they haven't stepped through yet. So, you know, it's not gonna be super easy for them to like immediately find them. Dewa hasn't attacked yet? Dua has not attacked yet. Dua has just paused. They've opened the door. They're about to step out and try to attack Omek. All right. So let's have this be difficulty three. Because they have to be on that same deck. They have to be trying to like look out for Omek in his stealth. And Amyan, I'm guessing, is also kind of going to be hard to find because... Ramyan's not going to just be strolling down the hallway. I'm going to give you some stealth. All right, Ramyan. Uh, and have any of these doppelgangers run into the other person's doppelgangers? What's that? Have Say any of the doppelgangers run into the other doppelgangers? I mean, not yet. As as from what we've played so far, not yet. But 
It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, actually, let's let's throw to Amyan into this role, make it opposed. And depending on how everyone rolls, maybe the Amyan or one of his honor guard. I love that you called it honor guard. I'm gonna use that. One of his honor, honor guard might come into play here. So, okay, the main role uh, uh, for you, Kotar, you're gonna roll insight security to see if your folks detect your fellow combatants. Can I use my tactics focus for this? Yes. Okay. Uh, difficulty three. The Amyan, don't tell us what you got yet. The Amyan, I wanna say either insight, mm, in, mm, I mean, take your pick between insight, presence, or reason, and maybe command. Um, what's what's the role for? Like, what am what am I doing? So you're. You're rolling to avoid detection by Kotar's lookalikes. And this is kind of a role that encompasses you and your honor guard too. <clears throat> so really well, you all are like not detected. If you roll not so well, maybe some, you know, some of your honor guard or something. Do I roll two D20 or three D20? It's two like D20, unless you use momentum to add more. Can I do that? I mean, I already succeeded, but I want to really step if on it. You already, if you already <laughs> rolled, you can't add more. Now. <laughs> All right. Um, I will take that presence command because okay. I'll, I'll, I'll base that on the fact that I'm using like other people to help mm -hmm. me to, to exactly. throw people off. Uh, I also have the focus threat assessment. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and I will use just one momentum this time, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Difficulty three. Uh, exactly three. Okay. Uh, Kotar, what did you get? Yeah, I got a crit and I got an eight. So I got three as well. <laughs> so you both succeeded and you tied. All right. Okay. So, all right. You both succeeded. So... So yeah, so Ra'amyan, you've been on your way to the bridge. Uh, you pass by those triples. Uh, they give you pause, but they don't trip you up. You're just kind of grossed out. Like, what is going on here? Um, you and your honor guard are are good. You're in good positions. You're heading to the bridge. Your honor guard is, you said those, uh, oh yeah, and you have a partner with you too, because you said you're in pairs. So you and your co-partner here are not detected by Kotar's forces. Kotar, your, your lookalikes, you're the six of them who you sent to the bridge, um, they, they took the other route on deck four. So there's two of them come, that have come from deck four and they're going up. They now are on the other shoulder of the bird. The Amyan's coming up this shoulder and your forces are on this side. And they go up a ladder to, or sorry, down a ladder to deck five to enter the bridge. And so everyone, no one's detected between the two of you yet. Okay, so now we're back to the Omek and Dewa situation because Dewa has opened this door 
and did not quite pass that stealth check. So Omek, you hear a f The door to the escape shoot room opens next to you. Why is anyone in the escape shoot room? Someone who's hiding in this competition. There's literally no reason for someone to be in this escape room right at this moment. So you know something is up. What do you do? I hear the sound of the doors opening. And then I'm already camouflaged against the wall. I feel like if I were to leave, it would expose me. And then whoever is in that door would be startled. So I just wait. I just want to wait and see. Because it could be a Beck. It could be one of Kotar's men. You know? Mm -hmm. One of Ramyan's men. I don't know who it is. So I'm just going to sit and wait. And when they get close enough, I'm going to get super low and slash their Achilles. Just, <laughs> just two of them. Omek is so intense. I never expect it. And then he just says some shit. And I'm like, whoa, okay, got it. <laughs> 2021, y'all. 2021. <laughs> this is the energy Omek is bringing to 2021. Okay. All right. So you're going to basically like, just hang out, you're passing on and doing any type of action here. Okay, so, so now. So what Dewa does is they slowly kind of poke their head out and look up and down the hall first to, know, to see if there's any, like just to see if there's anyone around. Mm-hmm. Now, my brain is telling me that it doesn't matter how close up against that bulkhead he is. He's still going to stick out from the bulkhead. I would like to be able to discern whether or not the engineer of the ship notices a weird, <laughs> a weird right. shape bulging from the bulkhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, real quick, I just want to verbalize this. Since we have a two and two situation, you like you two are in action together. I'm gonna skip to Dua. Ra'amian, hold on for a second. I know you're next in the lineup, but we'll come back to you right after this, just so we can resolve this. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I mean, I would say that's like insight engineering, something like that. I, I mean, I'm wondering, is it opposed? I mean, no, I mean, it's not really opposed because Omex not doing anything different. So it's yeah. like, just do you notice that there's this weird shape on, on your bulkhead? Sure. Uh, difficulty, difficulty is going to be one because you know this ship really, really well. Cool. And of course, I'm using my investigation focus. Using investigation. <laughs> uh, what was my difficulty again? One. I rolled three successes. Okay. <laughs> I, got a, I got a crit. And an eight. So yeah, that's three successes. Bank those two momentum. And yeah, what do you do, Dua? You definitely you definitely see him there. So I clock that. I, I'm not and and actually we're gonna we're going to fade up from that so that um Quincy can have his turn with Dua just raising an eyebrow. <laughs> and <laughs> 
pulling their head back in the escape chute for a moment. Oh, oh, I love this. Okay. Uh, also, in the pizza party, uh, I'm taking money bets on all of this. I, I think I've given out the pretense of be not being the captain at this point. Uh, everyone <laughs> knows. It, we all know. Uh, so I'm just taking cash bets and being like, uh, you know, the organizer of all of this. And I've also given full access to all of my security screens. So all of us are watching this occur. And you can hear half the back saying, he's right there. You <laughs> can all see him. So that's kind of like, it's chaos down where we are. Um, so I just looked this up. The Klingon money is, oh, Talon? The Darsek, oh, right? Dar I see Darsek. Okay, the Talon was a monet monetary unit of exchange within the Klingon Empire colonies. It was a gold-colored triangle-shaped coin with the emblem of the, the Klingon Empire on one side. It is not known what the exchange rate is with the primary Klingon currency. So, there, so you would use the Darsek probably because that's the primary Klingon currency. Um, doesn't say what it looks like in this quick little thing, but you're, so y'all are trading Darsecs, putting Darsecs down. For yeah, I'm, I'm standing up on like a cargo container, like being a bookie, being like, all right, two to one on Dewar right now. He's obviously right there. <laughs> There's and, a board. Someone has yeah. set up a board so you can like keep track of all the bets. And then mm -hmm. someone has also hauled in all these like monitors so you can watch all the different, you know, you've plugged in your security yeah. Code, your like highest security command code of all the security cameras on the ship. And you're just watching this. It's it's now a, a sports, like a betting lounge in Vegas. That's what, that's what this is. It's super fun. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds really fun. Um, okay. Uh, now, Ra'amyan, you have arrived at um, about, uh, you're coming up on where, where Omek should be. Let's say you're about... 15 feet from where Omek actually is. You may not know that, but this is where Omek told you to meet him. You can see, just by looking, you do see that there's a door open, but from your angle, you can't see if anyone's standing in it or not. There's a door open like further ahead, 15 feet ahead of you. Um, should I, I'm gonna try to, as threat assess this situation too. At this point, every time I enter a new situation, I'm going to try to threat assess mm -hmm. because I could get jumped. People, mm -hmm. I, I don't know where anyone is yet in character. That's why I'm trying to go use the sensors. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> you are doing a great job of that, by the way. I know it's hard to be like, what do I know? And what do does my character know? So you're all doing very well with that. Okay. So yeah, let's do your threat assessment. Um, How would you like to uh, assess what would you like to use for this? Because you could use a lot of different things. Um, in this case, I just want to like visually, audibly, whatever, like just inspect based on what I know of the ship. Okay. Just do I see people movement? Is someone inside that doorway? Um, if even just like what would what would Omek be doing if he told me to meet me here to meet him here and then I didn't see him, etc. Yeah. So, so. okay. Uh, let's do a straight perception insight command. All right. Difficulty is just one. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, plus my focus and threat assessment. Wonderful. Ooh. Command. Four successes off Whoa. of that. Double crit. Whoa, dang, y'all have a lot of so, Yeah, we're, we're in overflow right now for sure. Like, wow. 
Okay. How much do we have right now? I think we have at least five yeah. overflow. What? Six, <laughs> six plus the two is what I have. Okay, we, so like, we, we have two overflow. Two yeah, more. Five, if you yeah. have the three beyond my difficulty one. Yeah, so we have we have a we have eight momentum right now. Okay. So um, we could uh, we could start using some of that overflow for like uh, asking additional questions. You can use your momentum overflow to create advantages, obtain information, create a problem, and create an opportunity. Those are those are the ways you can use it. Uh, the overflow, um, you'd have to use it right away. Um, yeah, so we have two, right? I mean, we have two overflow that I need to use right away. Think and then it costs two for advantage or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess first basic thing is like that role. What do I what do I get with just the role alone, which is that successful? Okay, so yes, you look down the hallway, you see that open door, and then just to the left of the open door, so closer towards you, <coughs> you see the shape of a person kind of jutting out. And it's almost an optical illusion. You're not even sure what you're seeing at first, but it no, yeah, it's definitely a person. And you realize that, yeah, that's that's Omek. That's doing, Omek is doing the hunter thing and just camouflaging. Um, and you met that success. So I would say, um, hmm. Um, if you want to spend momentum, you can probably see more. All right. Uh, what I want to accomplish total is not only see Dewa, but also get everyone get everyone on the same page now, so that we don't all just triple knock out each other and and let Kotar just <laughs> chill his way to victory. All right. So the two overflow. Let's say you spend that. Um, Actually, you only need to spend one for extra questions, right? To obtain information. Let's see. Yeah. Each point of momentum spent can be used to ask the game master a single question. You can spend one momentum now. You see Dua. You see Dua in the doorway, just kind of there, the, the just like the edge of the front or the their arm, mm -hmm. and you recognize them. So that's one. And then the second overflow, you can spend. You're going to need to spend two momentum to create an advantage for the, the, to coordinate everyone. So that's probably like the two overflow plus one momentum spend. Okay, I'm gonna do that too. All right. So we're back down to five. Cool. Um, and then I say, we're all hiding in plain sight and it would be a shame for all of us to then lose to each other all in plain sight. Handing an easy victory to Kotar. Kotar is more than able to earn his victory let us not hand it to him on a silver platter as if it were a freshly slain tog. Does anybody not see oh, these tribbles? <laughs> Sorry, what? Does anybody what? not see these tribbles? I'm surprised that no they one in security has they ever... Don't smell like anything. That so might have been. They're not real. They don't smell. Yeah, so some some just, you know, people who are not in the, the heart of this competition have come across them and been frightened and been like, ah, what's that? Um, but, you know, they tripped up, you know, they slowed down Ra'amyan just for a second. But otherwise, yeah, they they haven't caused like a big security issue because they're not alive <laughs> and they're not replicating. 
Oh, I guess the reason why I brought that up is because I'm trying to set up a trap so that Kotar can try to see what's going on. That's why. Unfortunately, I would imagine that if life forms were suddenly detected, the ship would have set off some sort of alert. And since they are not alive, that did not happen. Are you all, you're talking to each other in character? Yeah, Dewa is like, they still haven't come out of the elevator shaft, but they're not an idiot. They're just like, they, they also, I think, deep down, couldn't care less about this competition. Um, so they're sort of like, I mean, I'm cool with watching you and uh, Qatar duke it out, if that's what you want. I second that. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to make an announcement as well, watching all of this play out. Because uh, the money is reaching ridiculous proportions down in the gambling den. So I'm going to make a general announcement of, y'all, we got to wrap this up in the next 20 minutes. and Or else it's going to be a free-for-all. So for the next 20 minutes, it's limited to senior officers. Or else anyone's going to be able to be second command if y'all don't get each other painted up. No more hiding in shadows. Come out and confront each other. I okay. just say, um, if I were to win this first officership, it would not be merely through combat. That in and of itself is expected of every, of every Klingon warrior. I want you to know that if I get this, it is because I can command my crew and to serve the captain, but to stand for the crew. So it is not merely for me to fight and honestly likely lose to Kotar single-handedly. I want us to either act as a unit or we can simply call this entire thing off because frankly, if any one of us goes one-on-one -on -one against Kotar, none of us will win. In traditional battle, he is unmatched. So I right. say the next natural step is to simply figure out where he is and what to do from there. If I know anything about the kind of person Kotar is, he's already on, a, on his way to claim his throne. As far as he's concerned, he's won. Well, what I'll do for you, Ramyan, is I'll actually be a decoy and I will draw him out so that you don't have to fight him one-on-one. -on -one. When we see him, of course, we won't be together, but when I see him and he sees me and he, of course, he charges at me trying to attack me, then find your moment. Find your moment. Are you okay with that, Ramyan? It is tempting to take this offer, but... I also do not want to press an advantage to sacrifice you as a tog to be eaten before he fights his next opponent. Well, he doesn't, it's not like Omek has to do it alone. All right, well, all this talk is handing out, like as a captain, I put on a huge timer throughout the ship and you can see the countdown. It's like 18 minutes, 30 seconds, 18 minutes, 20 seconds. And we're counting down now, counting down. Let's get to the big fight. Uh, I, I say, um, I say we all take these masks for when we take down Kotar, 
We are not acting as individual officers. We are acting as a crew. He must know that he is not merely dispatching Dewa and Omek and Ra'amyan. He's taking out a united force. And if she, he should take down that united force, then he has truly earned the first officer role. I agree. Whatever. I have more wires to fix. So the sooner we get this done, the sooner I can get back to work. Let's go. Where is he? Okay. So um, to finish, let's see. We finished. So Kotar is- I've seen the inside of this ship. The state <laughs> it's in is appalling and nope, I'm, I'm just, that's, it's, a, it's fine. It's fine. Can't Kotar. So Kotar, you, you're still in your catwalk. You haven't moved since last, uh, last time, but your, your forces, your lookalikes have stormed the bridge. Six of them have stormed the bridge. The other four are in other strategic positions and you, including your scout manager, I've named her, who is in the mirror room, which I imagine was like towards the back of the ship for some reason, or back inside of the ship. Kotar, what would you like to do? Oh, and also I have a quick question for Amyan. Was those messages were to whom exactly? Who yeah, heard that them? question? I have that Wait, which messages? I guess so, the last. You just gave. Was that to everybody or was that just to the people you're colluding with? That's just to the other two. Okay. <laughs> to Dewa and, uh, and Omek. And I guess one of my honor guard because he's mm -hmm. there too. All right, got it. Just wanted to clarify. Okay, Kotar. I, I will say this. Um, your scout manager has heard back from, um, there's, I think there's now three of your lookalikes that are like random floaters and they have been hearing, you know, they've been tracking some things. They saw Ra'amyan go down a corridor. So they now do know where Ra'amyan is headed, um, but they haven't seen the other two. And so you're getting this, and yes, the mask, they now know that there's multiple Ra'amyans with masks on. So you know you, you know all of that at this point. Okay. Then I wanna put on the comms and I'm gonna play a pre-recorded song. And it's basically the uh, Freddy song and it's one, two, go, there's coming for you. Three, <laughs> three, lock your door. <laughs> it's going to the thing. And I go, stop with all the playing and the trivial. If you want to find me, turn on the beacons. If you think you deserve to be the XO, come take it from my hands. And then I drop the pin of where I'm at. <laughs> and I want to spend two momentum to give myself the advantage of the mirror room. And I want to uh, be all the reflections that look like me and those four that were just floating, they're back here and they're in the mirror room as well. And so whoever comes to get this work is going to be confused by said mirrors and decoys. Are you staying in the catwalk or are you also going to the mirror no, room? No, I'm climbing down to the mirror room. Got and it. And then I'm also telling my, um, the ones there in the bridge to come in the hallway of the mirror room. So like in the mirror room, they're on the hallway. So you got to beat them before you get to the thing. It's like a video game. If you want to do this, come do this. So you got to come beat everybody that's there and then get into the mirror room. And then who's Bruce Lee? Let's see. And then that's what we're 
Dewa, when they hear that, kind of look, poke their head back out of the escape hatch. I'll take the long way. <laughs> they go back into their crawl space. <laughs> okay. All right. So there's um, the cargo bay that your mirror room is in is on deck four. Boop, 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 boop. Deck four. Number three on deck four. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. So, oh, I uh, can't really say. Okay. So on the body, I'm the bridge here. Here's that corridor. Here's where um, the three of you are hanging out about here. Uh, I have to stand up. Um, the cargo, oh, okay, I keep disappearing. The cargo bay has a boob. It's my left boob, okay? So it's the flank, I should say, on the bird. It's, yeah, it's a little further down. It's about midway. Um, Too late, the audience has already quoted the first. <laughs> it's the boob. It's yeah, a, yeah, I don't know why you're changing. It's like under the, it's under boob. It's under the boob, because it's a little lower better. <laughs> Even better. I'm afraid of any art that's going to come out of this. Place, oh gosh! Please, please be respectful, <laughs> everybody. Amyan, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a ping. Uh, it appears to be from the left boob of some sort. <laughs> we can make our way there. I think that's where Kotar is. Should we go? He is taunting us with what I believe to be the human song Mambo Number Five. <laughs> it, it begins with counting and it has a rhythm. <laughs> I believe it is Mambo Number Five. Amyan, you're so good at your American uh, 20th century pop culture. It was required uh, elective course at the first city's academy. Should we head over there now? <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. And then I also uh, count all my honor guard to converge on that position. <laughs> all right, great. You send the message, they meet you there. All right, so now, um, uh, let's see. So in the order, we just did Kotar technically. So now it's back to Omek. Let's say that you all have converged. Uh, we're, we're gonna do a little bit of a hop uh, in time, just a few minutes. You are now standing outside of that cargo bay um, that cargo bay door. Oh, oh, sorry. Wait, there was some, there was some people, there were some lookalikes on the way there that you have, that you're going to encounter. So we're going to have a little combat, little hand to hand. All right. They're, they're standing guard and they don't notice me coming up. And so I throw one of the tribbles that I had from the replicator across their way as a distraction and they look and they're like what 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 was that and then i come from the other direction and slice off their achilles i will well, give you that i will not make you roll for the stealth with the triple just because you're using a triple for stealth i'm just gonna give you that um, incorporate how, many, it how many people does he get to kill with that ridiculous <laughs> move <laughs> nobody's gonna die um, okay, so I will have you roll for slicing Achilles of warriors. Okay. Um, gonna be opposed, daring fitness. Oh, no, sorry, wait, wrong things. Fitness, security. Fitness, security. Uh, no, actually, I will make you roll daring security. They're gonna daring. do fitness, security. Okay. 
Are you daring security? One success. Oh, I. Uh, oh, was there a difficulty? I'm sorry. Well, you got that. You got a bit of an advantage from that triple throwing. The difficulty. I already forgot. Don't tell me again what you got because I already forgot, which is good. Um, uh, you're trying to slit some Achilles. Difficulty's two. What did you get? I only got one. Ah, you got one. Okay, and they got two. So they were successfully distracted by your triple play, um, but they are also uh, security officers, Beck warriors, under the training of one Kotar. So they're pretty sharp. And just as you're reaching down with your blade to slice them at that ankle, they, you know, one of them whips around and catches you off guard. Uh, you go for it, so you kind of just fall and, and miss, uh, lose your balance. So, no Achilles slitting on that round. Uh, Ra'anyan, you're up. Uh, so, what's the situation? So, Omek has just take just, uh, he successfully distracted them, but then he brought attention to himself by trying to slit their ankles, their Achilles heel. Uh, so, now they're, the three of them are, look, there's three of them, and they're, they're aware of your presence. They haven't made a move, though, yet. Um, are any of my honor guard there? Oh yeah, yes. Let's say yes. They have they have converged. Um, Can I also mention that ten minutes have elapsed, and there's ten minutes left now in my timer that I have created for this. Thank so, you, Adash. Yeah. So and there's like ten minutes on the, the monitors all around the the. They've been projected onto the the displays all along the ships. Interview. I was so. Uh, I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say. I say. Um, this is a matter of officers to see who is your first. You can stand down now and allow this to play out, or you can take us all on, all of us. And then I also like have the other one step out. Um, you may stop the real one of us. You may stop merely other honor guard members. It will be a glorious fight, I will guarantee you that. Or you can step down now and allow honorable officers to take each other on directly without any of this chess play. For we are Klingons, not Vulcans playing 3D chess or Kalto. Um, and that's my attempt to persuade them to stand down so we can just go through. Go ahead and roll for that. <laughs> I will take at least, uh, oh, well, what's the difficulty? Oh, uh, it's gonna be a little bit difficult because they're under orders from Kotar. So I would say difficulty three. Great. Um, I not only have persuasion, but I also have defuse the tension. Yes. What does that do again? Uh, it allows me to add a bonus D20 to my dice pool if I need to persuade them to not use violence. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, so that's three, and then I will use one to add f to make it up to four. All right, and then let's make this your presence command. Great. You, you charming mofo, you. I ain't gonna get to him just by rolling fight rolls the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's one. That doesn't count. Two, three. 
I get exactly three. Beautiful. So it's one plus one uh, crit. Okay. Um, so they hear you. Uh, they also see, they look around, they see your honor guard, and they see that they're outnumbered at this point. Um, what happened to my seven that I brought from the bridge? Where are they at? They're still at the bridge. You didn't. I did. I said, I want to spend two to bring them. I said, I want to spend two to have advantage to bring them. But that's fine. It's bring okay. All of them? I, I thought you meant everybody who comes. Oh, maybe I missed it. I thought you said the four were going to be in the mirror room, the four that were floating. Oh. I wanted to be in the mirror room with me, but I wanted the bridge people to be in the hallway. So I wanted the seven were in the bridge to be in the hallway. Okay, That's so it's still you still did win the role though. So yeah. Okay, so thank you though. They're they're not outnumbered. They're actually evenly matched then because there's there were six on the bridge, six of Kotar's people. They're about evenly matched. Six of Kotar's people and eight of Ra'amians. So not as outnumbered, but still slightly. Okay. But he still won the role, so he still convinced your people. <laughs> he still convinced your people. What's going to happen, though, is um, the scout manager is now here, and uh, she she gets you on comms, Kotar, and she, uh, let me give her a name real quick. She's this is her name is Baor. Um, Baor gets you on comm. And she says, Lieutenant, we have a situation and we think that it will be in your best interest to take down these officers yourselves. We know that you will win, so we will step aside and let them through. Kapla! Kapla, I do not believe it. Ra'amyan, when it comes to battle, is not the bravest, but send them through. We shall see. We shall see. Mm-hmm. All right. So they step aside. And next up is Dua. Okay. So Dua has been crawling through the crawl spaces. They know where they're going. They want to be positioned in a crawl space just above the mirror room. And they want to pop open, they want to pop open something like a, a panel in the ceiling because what they're gonna do is something stupid. It's drop down on, um, drop down on um, uh, Qatar's head so they can cut off one of his locks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, great. Hey, uh, I don't know who I am. <laughs> well, that's the thing is they don't know what they're walking into. Like Dua, I, there's a, I have a specific value for Dua, which is why they act this way. I'm just playing. So, okay. Do you want to use that value for this role or? I'm, I'm most likely will burn that value for this role. All right. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to set the difficulty at, I mean, this is pretty intense. There's lots here. There's this, I'm going to have you roll just one thing for all of it. So That's there's stealth right. aspect, there's finding the right panel to drop down on, there's actually landing on Kotar and cutting off a lock. Yep. That's four, that's difficulty four. Sweet, okay, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and buy a die. Okay. And then I'm going to burn the value. Okay. I do not need to see to leap. Ah, uh, well, that's pretty perfect. So, do we only that have gives me an automatic crit. 
Okay. So well, I go ahead. Well, what? Go ahead and roll. What were you saying? Do we only have one momentum left? Two. Okay. Oh. I'm glad. Okay, we have. if we all got different counts. Everybody's a different number. I saw. I feel like there's a nice average in there. <laughs> so we had so we had six, right? And then you used two to give yourself advantage. Yeah. So we we're down to you four. Four. And then I used one, so we're down to three. Then Dewa just used one, so we're down to two. Oh, so we are at two. Yeah. Okay, that's what okay. I have. All right, I'll just All right. Check. here we go. Oh, did I tell you what you're? What are you rolling? Yeah, uh, I'm rolling a four difficulty. Oh, but oh, what, you uh, didn't tell me what I'm rolling now. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, blah, blah, blah. You are rolling. This is pr control security. Uh, mm, I want actually no daring security. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. Let's see how we do. Uh, cha. I rolled two successes on top of my crit, so I have four successes. All right, and even four, you match that difficulty. You, <laughs> you managed to drop down on Kotar, and you specifically said, being a little stickler here, you didn't mention any paint or blades, you are just cutting off a lock of his hair. Correct. I mean, the blade is already wet from uh, when they previously did it uh, for Omec. Um, but yeah, they're just using their dick talk. They just want to cut off a lock. Is there paint on your dick talk? Yeah. Okay. How can I oppose this? Like, what are we saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not only, not only is it collusion, now I'm just being attacked again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I probably should have. Yeah, she's cutting your hair. There's no blood in your hair, so this doesn't. Ah, ah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. This isn't. This isn't. There's this there's isn't. no attempt here to yeah. leave any mark on you. Okay. This is very specifically blood and paint mixed thank together you. in order to cancel yeah. out of the competition. Correct. This okay. is not about defeating you or knocking you. Like they don't want to be a part of this. They just want the lock of your hair because that's what the ch that's the challenge they took on. This is just the trophy. Okay, yeah. so you dropped well, down. That was the side that we all took earlier in the game, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so, Dewa, do you want to explain what happens? So, they carefully pop the panel out from under, and then they look down into the mess that's happening in there and going, you certainly understand overkill. And then they stick their legs down, drop from the ceiling, uh, they're not trying to land on him, but their hand reaches out, grasps some of his hair, and slices across it with the dick talk, and then they just tuck and roll. You can read the talks. Well, I, I only need the one, and I don't need that much. I'm not trying to put a dent in this beautiful mane. I don't want it to be noticeable. That's, that's dishonorable and not okay. I know how, how rules of engagement work for Klingons. I'm not trying to shame him. Not much. Okay, so yeah, you're successful. You get that. You, you get a few locks. Like I yeah. said, Goth can, can reattach locks. <laughs> and also, I, I have to say that this is a point of honor for Dua. Like, they're the brand new person on the ship. And if they can say they managed to get the jump on the security officer, not in the attempt to take over his job, but just so they, so they have their own bragging rights, that's what they do. You, and when you, so you come down, you swoop down, you have this hair in your hand and you land on both feet and just look around 
Kotar, I'm guessing you probably whip around, but definitely all of your lookalikes in the mirror room also whip around and look just shocked. Kotar, you're actually next. Uh, can I also interject? So um, I think it's like five minutes left on the timer so far, but down where I am, everyone has lost their minds at seeing this happen on the monitors and everyone's going, Whoa! and just like hugging each other. And like people are just kissing each other on the mouth and just like, <laughs> drinking blood wine and going crazy over this. Like we'd seen Dua making their way down the tunnel, but like seeing this happen, everyone is losing their minds. Just as an interject, back to you guys over in the acting room. And the moment, oh, the moment he turns around and looks at Dua, Dua drops their dick talk and opens their arms. Great. Okay, Kotar. I want to do one of those forearm sh handshakes to them. I'm like, no, well done, well done. I knew I liked you. I knew I liked you. And then Dua like hops back up in the thing and takes up. And then I, oh, you're gonna let me go. They're giving you the free shot if you want to take them out because you I got mean, I'm going to cut your leg and jump up in the thing. I'm going to cut your leg and jump in the thing just to get the paint. And I was okay. like, that was well played. I respect it. <laughs> All right. And they just kind of go. <laughs> go on, do you just jump back up? <laughs> yep. <laughs> you were never even there. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. All right. So there's about four minutes left on this clock. Omek, you are next. Where, I didn't, where's Omek? I was just- Omek and Ramyan are still out in the hall, but they are about to enter the room. Okay. Uh, because the honor, because uh, your lookalikes have given you word that they're letting them pass. That wasn't my move, was it? I was just following yeah. up to what- Oh, just, I'm sorry. I'm next. Yeah, you do, yeah, you didn't really, well, yeah, sorry. Um, so is our Ramyan and Omek coming to the door or is it just Ramyan? Well, they they haven't gotten to that point yet. Your Ramyan did the whole spiel about talking my people and letting them in and letting them in the guard. So can he come in? I mean, you can pass your turn and have and let him have his turn. No, nope. I wanna um, set up a booby trap on the door because I have a value and I'm gonna use it. And it is uh, optimal preparation will have unforeseen benefits in the future. So I'm going to set up a couple mm. of traps in this here mirror room. Okay, so, what kind of booby trap are you thinking? Paint explosions with only minor shrapnel, nothing too serious. It's only going to stick into your leg. It's not going to blow your leg off. All right, yo, you're going to, okay. Here's the thing. This is so tripwires behind the door. So if you walk through the door, tripwire. Boom. I love this idea, but I'm going to be real with you. Since it's right before they enter, you're not gonna have a lot of time to set this up. Dua I'm, was also a distraction. I'm just saying, like, and I would, uh, hmm, a momentum spin could give, could help you get there, could help you set some stuff up. Uh, I would let you create an advantage with a momentum spend. Spend it. But I think I also want you to roll on this to see how good it is, because it's kind of a quick job. I, I don't even want it to be anything crazy. Actually, I take it back. I want it to be like you know the um, paint bucket <laughs> that like, <laughs> like over the door. <laughs> yeah, like it's one of those paint bucket things. <laughs> and then like my reflection on the mirror is the first thing you see. But I want to just make up the little mirror 
let's say this the momentum spin gets you the supplies you need to set this up because you're not you don't just have that line around in, in this mirror room cargo area, right so you spent the momentum you have the supplies the bucket the paint whatever wires you need to set it up are there like razor blades inside this bucket too <laughs> it's like is it paint and razor blades falling down on someone's head right. okay. <laughs> okay. you just need the last of our momentum i believe so is this a Macaulay-Culkin trait that I didn't um, read in the core book? Is this a what? A Macaulay-Culkin trait that I didn't read in the Yes. Uh, okay, so Kotar, uh, I'm going to have you roll. You're going to make be making, uh, you're making stuff. This is also like a quick think, t quick thinking ting. Wow, I just got real Caribbean on y'all. Quick ting ting. Quick ting ting ting. <laughs> um, I mean, you come by it honestly, and Lisa. It just pops out sometimes. I have it in my in my blood. It just pops out sometimes. Um, uh, so we're gonna have you do. Wait, I lost my sheets. Okay, sorry. Just do daring engineering. Okay. To create this booby trap, see how? Oh, and the difficulty is you already bought the supplies. You have the help of your scouts. Who are security? Your uh, yeah, security officers. Difficulty two. I already have a value being used, so does Arna already good? Then you got it. Then you pass. Okay. All right. You so, want me to roll? <laughs> um, I mean, you can if you want to get more momentum. Sure. Why not? No, actually, no. I don't want to help him out. No. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I don't actually. Like, <laughs> oh man, playing Klingons. No, <laughs> okay. Okay. So you successfully make this booby trap with your the help of your lookalikes, and so now there's a a bucket of paint, blue paint, hanging above the door that's tripped so that um, when someone comes through the door, they walk through that wire. Bloop. The bucket's gonna fall. Next up is Omic. Yes. So I. Uh walk into the room and I yell, Kota, Kota, come if out of your mouth, wherever you are, Kota. Mm -hmm. Where are you, Kota? If and you're I, just straight walking into the room, then you're going to trip that wire. Oh, so. yeah, I walked in. Damn. Okay. Yeah. It's all good. I mean... <laughs> You're not out yet. So you trip that wire. I trip yeah. the wire. Okay. And then I see a bunch of razor blades and red paint all over my face. And they kind of slightly jab into pieces of my forehead. And then the it just rains down on me like Carrie. It's, and I'm so embarrassed. And <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. Because I can't believe I fell for the old trip wire act again. It was horrible. Were there razor blades in that bucket? Was that is was that for sure? Okay. That's what he said. Yeah, he dodged said that too. Yeah. Okay. I mean it stings a little bit. It's not like nothing lethal, you know? It, it hurts. It just, it just burns. Yeah, it just yeah. burns. We've got we've got hard foreheads. You're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And so I I, I wave the white flag or tap <laughs> out, saying I'm done. I'm going to the medical bay to go. <laughs> uh -oh. 
We've so just you, ended up in exactly the situation that Ra'amyan did not want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, uh, Omek, yes, you, so you turn and you leave and you go to the med- medical bay? Yes. <laughs> I imagine. Well, you're, you're probably uh, patting on the shoulder. Carefully, oh, don't get pain. He's was covered that? in blue paint, by the mm-hmm. way. It's blue paint that we're signifying as the color. Right. Just FYI, yeah. Yes. So you're blue with a little bit of blood seeping out. Uh, I see this, so I'll rush to the med bay to make sure you're patched up and also kind of like scold you a little bit more about not being so obvious with all of your hunting techniques. Because we talked about this before. Did you not see my metal suit? I was a wall for a long time. Nobody walked in there, man. Uh, I'll see you in sick bay. Okay. That's where Omek is heading. And now Adash is also heading to sick bay. Um, Ra'amyan, moment of truth. Uh, what I'm going to do is that I have the value, the honor of my compatriots is my honor. Defend theirs as your own. Mm. <clears throat> and I will go in, um, collect whatever's left of the bucket of paint and razors mm-hmm. and go, you are not my enemy, Kotar. I merely understand that you are the toughest and the bravest warrior on this ship. And so what I do now is not to insult you, but to know and demonstrate that if we fall as warriors, we fall together. Uh, and I will use that value to create an advantage to re-put the paint and the blades, throw it in the air so that they can fall on both of us. Oh, snap. Yeah, you do that. So now you both have blue paint, blue paint spatters and tiny cuts from the razor blades on both of you. Well, God damn it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we're kind of, we're either out of combat or Kotar, you, it's, you're the only person, other person left in the room. So your turn. Did or, he actually get me or was it the glass? Because he set off my booby trap. I'm still hidden. So how did he hit me with this these razor blades? So okay, let's talk, let me think through this. I was imagining you were you were I didn't buy door. that with a value, mind you. <laughs> I didn't just take <laughs> it as an oh, action. Yeah, yeah. I spent a value to use an advantage to create the advantage. Hey, 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 I'm just talking logic here, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> He succeeded with that value. So I'm just thinking through, and it, it makes sense because, I mean, I was imagining you you did help set up that booby trap. So you probably would have been like close to the door. And it only takes a second for someone who knows your face really well to recognize you in a crowd of people with a similar wig as you on. So yeah, he got you. <laughs> Well, all right, damn. All right, Adash, <laughs> we all lost. I don't know what you want here. Like everybody, everybody technically won, so nobody won. The worst case scenario happened. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst. I, I set up a competition to find the XO. You've all been taken now. I'm like, I'm jogging to sick bay, walking, watching this happen on my monitors floating against the wall. 
And it's just, I'm embarrassed for all of you. Penance, all of you. Punishments for all of you. Disappointment across the board. Very sad. No one is going to be XO now. That's what happened. No XO aboard the ship. Now I'm just going to have to listen to all of you with all of your thoughts and opinions and requests and demands and be more equilateral. So, uh, Edaj, you're in, you're in sick bay. Were you now, were you saying that over the comms? To yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. And Murel is a nurse, the, the head nurse in the sick bay. So Murel is there helping you to patch up Omek and, um, Mu'el hears you say this, and Mu'el is, for a Klingon, Mu'el is more, um, you would consider her meek, but really she's just very stoic, which is not usual for a Klingon. So she's a little bit more understated. And she says, I might offer you that your senior officers have demonstrated exactly their strengths in this contest. If you look closer, you might see that any one of them could be first officer. Mm. They all got allegiance from the crew. Ra'amyan created an alliance. Kotar created a force and illusions and deception. You have your pick. Whoever you pick is going to be a fine first officer. Damn you, Muel, for ah, your words of wisdom and intelligence. Uh, I sit there on a bed thinking with my dick tuck, tapping it against my forehead as I wait for all of my senior officers to come in through the sick bay. Are, are they coming in? The wall pops in from the wall. No, oh, ah, <laughs> ah. And I see them half, like the three of them covered in paint and razor blade cuts, Dewa popping out of a panel. And I'm afraid I say, I've got a little bit of blood on the wires. I see now that I have no single XO. What I have are four XOs in front of me now. I will be taking all of your words into my strict confidence and making you all leaders aboard this ship. You all have your own factions. I hope that you all take this time to think on where your power lies and how you complement each other. All the same, I'm disappointed in all of you. Tomorrow morning, you report to me and we're gonna have a fight. Cause no one actually fought on board this ship or this battle. You all just threw paint at each other. Disappointment all around. You did make the rules. Ugh. I throw my hands yeah. up in the air and I'm gonna leave the sick bay. So that it's just the four of them all there with the nurse. Okay.
Okay, so now that officially ends this battle royale competition. You all are in sick bay. You get cleaned up. You know, it was pretty simple. You know, cleaning off the paint and just putting little bandages all over the cuts that you may have. And so, yeah, we're out of the battle royale. Let's skip ahead a bit. Let's say actually a good amount of time has passed on this long journey. I want to say a few weeks have passed. And you all, in the wake of this battle royale that just kind of rippled throughout the ship, it got everyone riled up in so many different ways. So exciting, so interesting to watch this unfold. People have, uh, it's at that point after an event where it's kind of like um, left the greater ship's minds that that happened, but you all remember the impact of it and what it means that now you're all first officers basically, and you're all being called upon by your commander to step up and take very strong leadership roles in your own specific strengths. So you've had time to kind of um, also visit with your departments. These three weeks you've shored up your strengths in your departments. You've, you've met with Commander Edage plenty of times uh, to kind of take this time to re-strategize how the ship runs and who reports to whom. You all basically report to Edage. And then also shore up who's next in line for you, who's working under you, and how does that all work? So you, this time has been like kind of the HR time on a Klingon ship, as much as that can exist. And it does exist. They have to do some HR. And now you're more than halfway through this trip to Konosh. And I will say, stepping out, uh, out of the narrative for a second, the next session you will arrive at Konosh. So uh, we have a sliver of time to just kind of touch upon what are some things that each of you is doing in preparation for your trip to Konosh? Well, I actually uh, wanted to take one of Kotar's dreads, one that uh, Dua took, and I wanted to bronze it and maybe encase it in something so that they can have something as a reminder of the tournament that we had and uh i gift it to them give it to dua or dua so when dua receives this gift from omek they kind of look at it and say i'm not entirely sure why people say you have no social skills i would say this is a clear sign that you're better at interacting with people than you think. And take it from somebody who didn't spend a whole heck of a lot of time with other Klingons or people in general. It's nice to have a friend on the ship. You as well. They kind of put their hand forward and clasp it uh, with Omex. Yeah. That was the tightest drag I've ever heard. <laughs> Dewa, the monarch of kind drags. 
I don't know why people say you're like super awkward and terrible around each other. They say I mean, I'm awkward and terrible? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know why they say that. I don't think um, security. I'm going to need security because I'm really insecure. Uh, security, where are you? I'm very insecure. <laughs> um, By I, the I'd way, like this to be- cat tried to nearly devour my entire arm a few minutes ago and it hurt a lot. But that's all. Oh, no. So now the cat's exo, great. He's, he's, he's very, very naughty, this cat. Oh, no. <clears throat> what oh. are the rest of you doing? I like to do two things. Uh, one is I go to Kotar uh, and I say, um, I meet up with Kotar and I go, <clears throat> I have tra- a couple of things. I have trained these group in a obscure but very effective Mechlet technique. And I would recommend you them to you for consideration to join security ranks. They have proven themselves capable warriors. Speaking of proving themselves capable warriors, you are the most capable warrior I know. And I wish to train with you on a more regular basis so that the next time we are in the field and not at each other's throats, that I will be as fierce and as brave as yourself, so that none of the enemies of the Empire or the enemies of the Boku will be able to stand against me, or more importantly, stand against us. Respect and honor, my friend. You have a way with words. I will make sure you have a way with blades. Now let's see what's good with these here honor guard you claim. Now grab my bet left and I go, line up two at a time. Have at it. <laughs> um, aside from that, I also want to just check up on what the political situation is back in Kornosh. Um, I need to know uh, what our house situation is mm-hmm. um, in terms of, because that's what we're going back for, right? We got recalled for that. So like, yeah, who the friends and enemies of the house currently are. Okay, great. So you you don't have to roll for that or anything. You just kind of tap into your resources and look into the the news of Klingon, uh, check in with some friends. And you, uh, first of all, regarding the house, Kivik, you ha- you're hearing rumblings through the friends that you reach out to that Carol is, um, Carol is, She's recalled you because she doesn't know, she feels like she doesn't know you and she just wants to get a good look at you all and make sure you are the people who should be in command of the Borku in the absence of her sister. So that's number one. Um, and there's, there's an energy to it that your friend's report is kind of strange. She's, Kato seems kind of like worked up about it, like, like puffed up chest gorilla about it, like, not it's you know it's not a chill energy (laughs) um and then in terms of enemies of the house there are people who are jealous of the accomplishments that kevek and the borku specifically have had being a new house being a young house being a house that came from an agriculture family and caste um there are some people who are like look down on you all still on the house of kevek still but then there are some higher ups, there are some more powerful houses that 
have their eye on you. So it's kind of a, a mixture. Uh, Quebec hasn't established itself completely, but it's it's not as much of an underdog as it was when you left Konosh several months ago. And then politically, uh, yeah, there's, you know, the typical Klingon inner workings and small bickerings. There's nothing major going on that you publicly would know of. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, I would like to go over Battle Royale footage with everyone and do a game day replay and run it down with each person individually as like the coach does to their team. Uh, I mean, part of what I set up this whole thing for was to see what weak points that we might have and where there was points of friction amongst the senior crew as well. All of this was a diagnostic tool to see how everyone's working together before we finally get to Konosh to see where everyone's loyalties lay. Uh, so as part of this, I'm gonna be crawling through the uh, ducks with uh, Dewa to see all the things that Dewa pointed out of what's wrong with his ship, where the guts broken, what needs to be repaired. With uh, Omek, I'm gonna teach him how to better camouflage with makeup because trying to blend in with steel with nothing on the rest of your skin is not the best way of doing it. You cannot bury yourself in mud like you do on a planet on a spaceship. So we're just going over some of these basic life skills. Uh, with Kotar, I'm gonna try and help him install more mirrors on his armor so he can have rear view vision, see what's coming at him from behind and above. Since he seems to have a lot of people falling on top of him, this seems to be a recurring issue. Uh, and with um, Ramyan, we're just gonna talk about how talking isn't always the way to solve problems. It's a great way to solve problems, but sometimes you just gotta take your dick talk out and stab someone with it. So in addition to his lessons with uh, uh, Kotar, we're also just gonna try stabbing random things to see if Ramyan can get that bloodlust boosted up a little bit. Uh, so just a lot of gameplay with my crew. Uh, I'm also getting increasingly nervous because I had, um, my first love is still on Konosh and I'm very, very wary about returning. Uh, I'm probably gonna run into them and I'm not prepared for that yet. So that's just in the back of my head as well. Okay, great. Um, go ahead. I wanna, uh, after I beat up all those people and get told that I need to protect my head um, a little bit more from people jumping from roofs, because apparently that happens all the time, I <laughs> go back to my room and I put up my uh, bed lath and my deck top and I sit down and I get very quiet, way more than anybody else has seen and the Vulcan side really jumps out and then I call my mom and then I have a little um, I'm coming back conversation and you know get real um formal and all this and that and the third and then that's when they leave uh kotar uh and actually right after your conversation with your mom you're in your quarters you're holding your bat lift and you feel almost like a a whip a ripple that starts at your feet and turns into a tidal wave by the time it hits your body of just a rush of hormonal 
angst. Uh, oh boy, that fucker's on the way! You feel it. And it's just a wave right now, but you know exactly what it is. Your ponfar is coming soon. That ponfar is getting pon close. <laughs> and on that, we will close tonight's session of Blood of the Void. Y'all are amazing and you make me so happy. <laughs> that was so, so fun for me. I hope you all had fun because I had a whole lot of fun. Oh my God. Great, great job, everybody. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. Who, uh, who knew? But it was the, but like, <laughs> it was like the most Klingon thing ever too. Just like the whole, just, yeah, that was, that was dope. You guys are amazing. I have the best cast. I have the best cast. That's it. We love you, Lisa. We love you. Hey, I love you guys too. Awesome. Yeah, Thank you for letting me drive around here. like a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will be back. Um, I don't know the date yet, but y'all know it's the last Monday of the month. So February 20 something and uh, February eh? 22nd. Thank you. February 20. Oh yeah. It's a short month. So it's a little, a little bit earlier in the month, February 22nd. So follow us on all the Instagrams and the Twitters and the Facebooks. Um, send us love <laughs> and any art. If you're doing art out there, God, I'm, I'm imagining some like blue paint splatters on all our characters and little cut marks from razors. Uh, and what else can I say? I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back February 22nd for episode eight. And take care, be well, and kapla! Thank you for listening to Blood of the Void. Check us out live the last Monday of the month over on twitch.tv slash qtimes. To see what else we have going on, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at bloodvoidrpg. Until next time, kapla!